they got to blast on us. The black nerds, what's our rush? Y'all turn that podcast up. Friends from the UK with something to say, just talking about everything. From the wonderful nerding world, the reviews they bring. These brilliant blurs give you the word. All the latest movies, animes, video games, and TV series. Call your friends who don't know and tell them what they're missing. Then sit back and relax and listen to I'm Nana. I'm Big T. I'm Martin. And welcome to episode 200 of Blurs Are Us. We had a little bit of an impromptu time off uh, due to some scheduling conflicts. Um, episode 200? 210. Oh, I thought I just said you say 200. No, 210. Uh, yeah, but we had a little bit of... I was like, if it, that's like an anniversary or something, you're like, yeah, welcome to episode 200. You know? <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm <laughs> fairly confident I said 210, but yeah, 210... Um, we're back. Um, we're going to be covering kind of some stuff that we should have probably covered last week, but as I mentioned, uh, just a couple of little bit of different scheduling issues. Um, but we are back, and hopefully we'll be back for the next couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, you know, let's without further ado, let's talk about you know what we've been up to, and we'll start with mine. Mine, what have you been up to? No, I've been up to a whole bunch. I mean, you see, that's it's been two weeks. <laughs> Our weeks since mm-hmm. before. Yeah, two weeks since we recorded. So, um. We won't go into too much detail. Just been watching anime, um, training, watching a couple of movies here and there. Um, I might continue watching the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. Um, I think the last one I watched was um, Age of Ultron. Um, yeah, and I had American football practice today. Um, so yeah, just just a bit. Just a, you know, still doing what I, what I love doing. Still doing what I enjoy doing. Nice. Um, <laughs> Uh, that's cool, man. Right, T, what have you been up to? Um, yeah, not much. Even just working, working, and then looking after the little one. You know, it's just same old, same old shit every day. Yeah. Uh, I've been watching a couple stuff. Um, I got into um, obviously Loki just finished, so I watched the um, assembled. You know, they do the um, like behind the scenes, like the gallery, but for for the Marvel shows. Um, so I got into that. I, I realised I didn't actually finish the Falcon and Winter Soldier one, so I finished that. Mm. That one was pretty cool. I don't uh, think I watched yeah. either of them, to be honest. Huh? I don't feel. I feel like I, don't, I have. I don't think I can't remember if I watched either of them, to be honest. Yeah. No. No, you should definitely get into it. The Loki one is probably the best one so mm. far out of all the behind the scenes things. Because like Tom Hiddleston is so like into this character boy, like. Remember when he showed up at Comic-Con in costume, in character, mm. and was just like, say my name. Yeah. And then, like, in, in this, like, where's the rest of them? It's just, like, behind the scenes, so the actors are just talking about whatever. In this, he's, like, in character still. Like, there's, like, a voiceover of Tom Hiddleston, like, obviously being Loki. And he's, like, reading off these deep, like, monologues and shit about time and... It's, 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 it's funny, man. It's good, though. It's well done. It's very good. Uh, and then, obviously, you get to hear more about like what Kang has, has got potentially for us coming in the future. So they talk about him a bit and um, the multiverses. And, no, it's definitely it's worth, it's worth watching. It's, it's a good 
It's a good watch. Like I said, it's probably the best one out of all of them so far. Um, and in it, well, in in addition to that, similarly, Marvel have their legends. Mm-hmm. So whenever they've got something new coming out, they release like a little couple legends episodes to kind of yeah. catch you up on uh, what you need to know for the show or for the movie. Mm-hmm. So the most recent one is for the What If show that's coming out next week, I think, 11th of August. Mm. Um, so we had an episode about Agent Carter, uh, an episode just about the Avengers initiative in general, and an episode about the Ravagers from... Um, from guardians of the galaxy yeah so again interesting watch they're all these ones are really short they're like five six minutes each mm-hmm. but again um even if you don't need like updating like it's good to just jog your memory but even if like you've got it pretty locked down in your mind it's good to kind of like it gives you a hint as to what's going to be important in the show yeah but obviously having an agent carter one obviously we know i mean we know she has her own episode as as captain carter mm-hmm. but you know the fact that they picked her to do an episode of legends on before this show means she's obviously got some kind of significance and the ravages yeah uh, well the rumor probably, the rumors is that she's gonna play a key part in the what if series and you know even though they're gonna be like kind of standalone i think yeah. there's there's rumors that there might be like an overarching story and like she's gonna play quite a pivotal role in you know this season and obviously future seasons yeah yeah I heard, I heard that as well yeah. same here she's supposed to be um, Captain Britain and there's the whole Captain Britain call from different um, outside different futures of different um, universes that all converge together so um, mm. that's the line of story yeah so her role could um, play cards role could you know evolve become very big it depends on how they do it because I think right now it's all speculation yeah um, but yeah, the what's if the what's if series I just can't wait f- to watch the first episode, especially the um um uh, T'Challa episodes. Yeah. Just- yeah. Well, apparently um Chadwick Boseman, like this is this is his last performance as Charla. Yeah. Uh, he recorded all his episodes. Um but he's playing like in the different episodes. Obviously they're all like standalone things in, in different universes. But he's playing multiple versions of T'Challa. Yeah. So um, obviously there's the one where he's Star-Lord. Um, and then I'm guessing there's other ones that take place on Earth where he's just like Black Panther still. So we're getting a, a number of different four, um, episodes featuring him. That we're getting of T'Challa as different Black Panthers or different mm. variants of T'Challa. Hmm. Um... I mean, yeah, I'll just save that for news. I was going to bring it up now, but it's kind of long, so I'll just save it for news. I've got some news about um, the What If show, but we'll get to that. Um, what else have I been up to? Um, okay, so I wasn't on the previous episode where you guys talked about Masters of the Universe, mm-hmm. or as I like to call it, Mistress of the Universe. Mm-hmm. Um, it was okay. Um it wasn't quite what I expected. It was very like girl power. Um, I mean, to have a He-Man show where He-Man's not in it, mm. kind of dumb. Um, yeah. Although I noticed after watching it that they took He-Man out of the title. It's just called Masters of the Universe. Yeah, it's not called He-Man Masters of the Universe. So I believe you originally know, the toys it. the toys were called Masters of the Universe, and for the cartoon, it was titled He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. 
yeah. they've kind of gone back to again I'm not an expert in He-Man or stuff but I think they've just gone back to what it was originally mm. yeah I mean it was okay it, it was it weren't bad like I like Mark Hamill as Skeletor I wish he was in it more uh, I feel like the ending saved it like that ending was really good so I am kind of looking forward to part two mm-hmm um, but part one was just, I mean, and there's been a whole big backlash because of it. Kevin Smith has been taking shit online. Um, everyone's saying how he's betrayed the fans and he's like joined this Hollywood agenda to, you know what I mean? So there's all like some politics going on behind the mm. scenes. I just think they tried something because I watched the, did you watch the, um, the after show? Yeah, I watched the after show. I watched that and Kevin Smith was gassed. Like he was so proud of himself. He was mm. like, can you believe it? Not only did we kill He-Man, we killed him twice. Yeah. And I was like, but bruv, like that's not, that's not good. That's no, a, it's, not, it's not good. Why would you do that? That's like having, like, I like having Superman and then making it all about Batman. Oh, yeah. We killed Superman twice. <laughs> we, killed, we killed Superman twice and the film's actually about um, fucking Lois. Nah, mate, we don't want to see that. Mm. We don't want to see that. We came to Superman, see Superman. We came to He-Man, see He-Man. Yeah. And what, what, what took the piss, yeah, is that, like, they made all the men bitches as well. Like, they made all the men bitches, top bitches. Like, um, the, the man, man, of, man at arms or man of arms, whatever oh, it's called, nice. the original one, her dad, he got like disgraced and banished from his from the thing, um, and then even later on in the show when he's like down to join the team again, he's like, "Yeah, I'll do it." They're like, "No, no, 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 girls only, girls only." Like, we don't want boys on this team. Like, they took the robot instead. Like, and even though it had like a guy's voice, it's not it's a robot, so they don't have a gender. Do you know what I mean? So they're like, "Yeah, that's fine. We'll take the robot." They had that little magic creature again, sounded like a guy, but he's a little creature. So they're like, "Yeah, we'll allow you." Well, apart from you two, it's all girls, girls only. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I like that they made um, Evelyn kind of work with the good guys for a bit. That was interesting, mm. I guess. Uh, and then I like that she just snaked and went straight back to Skeletor at the end. That was cool. Um, but no, in general, I don't know. I think it was a bit disappointing. I think hopefully part two will kind of redeem it and be a lot better. But then saying that, the way it ended, like I said, they killed him twice. They killed him in the first episode, so he's not in the show. Then in the last episode, he's a, he, he's about to come back, and then they k- kill him again. Yeah. Granted, like I liked what they did. I liked the shock of it, like Skeletor yeah. stabbing him in the back, and now Skeletor, for the first time, has the power. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, that's why I'm interested in part two. However, at the same time, I think it means we're not going to get He-Man again, because the story is probably going to be about them trying to get the sword back from Skeletor. Mm. And if, if, if Adam doesn't have the sword, then he can't be He-Man. No. So he most likely won't be He-Man again till the last episode when they get it back and then he turns to He-Man and then they have the final showdown. But mm. that's shit. Do you know what I mean, that's not what we want to see. We want to see He-Man. Like I came to this, I came to this show for muscular men. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I, <laughs> that's what I want to see. Yeah. So, yeah, right, well, anyway. Before we that was carry on, so for those of you that might be listening for the very first time, we at Blurs Us have a very unique rating system. We call it a chicken rating system. If you think Sank is dead, it gets bones. There's a core chicken, half chicken, three piece. If it's a creme de la creme, it gets a whole chicken. So what would you rate He-Man and the Masters of the Universe? What would I rate it? Uh, good boy. 
purely for that ending is what is getting is why he's getting this score. If it wasn't for this for the ending, it would have got even lower. Mm. But just because of that ending and it's intrigued me for part two, I'm gonna give it a quarter chicken. Yeah, cool. If it weren't for that ending, this show would have got bones. Like yeah. that trust me, that ending saved it for me. Um but yeah, anyway, so that's that's it. I mean I'm not even the biggest He Man fan anyway. It doesn't I don't care. It doesn't bother me. But like it would have been nice to see something good. Especially like the the team behind it, like Kevin Smith and all like his mates, Jay Jay Muse was in it. Do you know what I mean? Fucking Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill was in this. Like Batman and Joker. So I was like, this has to be sick. Do you know what I mean? And even um what's that guy? Kevin Michael Richards or something. That black guy who's like he's a voiceover. He's in everything. Every animated thing we've ever reviewed, he's been in it. Do you know what I mean? And he was in this as well. And he's been it. Lamar something. Him? No, no, it's like it's it's oh. like Kevin Michael Richardson or something like that. Okay. He's like a big big black guy. He was like Joe Carr. He's been he's been so many people anyway. I'm not gonna get into it. Yeah. But um anyway, so yeah, so that was that was Mistress yeah. of the Universe. Um I've been keeping up with Rick and Morty. Yeah. Um I've seen the latest episodes six and seven. Um episode seven. So, uh, oh mate, it was is so. That, long is that is that is that when is that when Summer um gets like <laughs> she starts narrating um the voice yeah over. yeah that, that, okay, that was cool. the vo- the Voltron episode or, yeah episode. yeah that, the, that was cool yeah <laughs> that was the well, most recent one yeah I, yeah that was that was Ot- cool Otters, yeah yeah that was cool I like that and I like this whole like multiverse thing whenever they do stuff with that I like it man it's pretty mm. cool. Um, and what was the one before that? Sorry, I'm just trying to remember. Cause was that the Thanksgiving was one? Ago. Or was, was Thanksgiving one episode four? Uh, it might have been, you know. Hold on. Let me just see now. Season five. Episode seven was... Yeah, so episode six was the Thanksgiving one, yeah. Where they turned themselves into turkeys. That was sick as well. I like that. I like any episode where Rip goes up against the president. Those episodes mm. are jokes. So, yeah, this is another good one. Um... And I just like what they're doing with all these concepts. Do you know what I mean? They they have all these sci-fi concepts, but they're, they're still doing them in fresh ways. Um, so for me, the series is, is riding that whole chicken so far. It's, mm. it's, it's doing really well. Um, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, you guys seen these, these episodes as well? What would you rate them? Um, the um, Voltron episode, I would give a whole chicken. Um mm. I can't really remember five and six. I think they were all right. Um, I f- oh, let me just quickly pull up my notes. Uh, five was the, had the Galactus and had some more Transformers references. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what episode six referenced, but episode six had another thing that I had, I put down Mark as a, it, it got referenced. Um, but you know, I, I enjoyed them. I'll give them probably all three pieces, but my favorite episode, um, was the Vulture episode that like cause I think mm. one of the episodes like it was good but I think for me it was just a bit weird and like I can honestly why others would like it but I didn't love it like I, could, I, I, I saw it as funny but like mm. I didn't like I think it was just super weird and creepy and I was like Ugh, like it was just a little bit off putting for on, on that aspect like it was still a good episode but it wasn't me in a sense if that makes yeah. sense I give episode seven 
I, I say probably a three piece. Um, yeah, so I saw a three piece. Um, I like the fact they also took the mick out of anime because they, they literally said, "Oh, what's this anime thing doing here?" And you had characters who are the original owners of the of the weasels. Yeah. Um, you know, drawn in anime style, as in you know, the, the, just the big eyes and uh, mm. the expressive um, gestures and whatnot. So I thought that was cool. Episode mm. six, I I really enjoyed episode six. I'd probably give episode six a whole chicken. Um, mm. It's just that it's just so, I guess. I think with episode six, it was more trying to take the piss out of just America and sort of America idolizes, you know, it's it's one of its uh, holidays, Thanksgiving, just you know, shitting all over it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought, I just thought the way they did it was funny. Um, so yeah, I'm giving that a, a whole chicken. Um, yes. Episode five, I think it was episode five, the one where they were trying to impress the friend, uh, like there was a new guy in school they were trying to impress him or something like that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, that one, the cameo from the Transformers. Ah uh, yes, yeah, the camera transformers. So that one I probably give that was the fun episode, so I'll give it a three piece. Mm. Yeah, no, Carl. D, what you got next? Um well we next. So yeah, so while we're talking about Rick and Morty, I, I finished finally finished Solar Opposite season nice. two. Um yeah, I really liked the season. Ace you was right, it's, it it was better than the first season. Mm-hmm. Um not quite Rick and Morty levels, but it's close. Like it's not that far off the humor is similar the characters are quite similar like it's pretty good it's, it's a nice alternative to to rick and morty um i really like the episode i like all the stuff in the wall basically in the wall is my favorite stuff and the episode that they dedicated to the wall this season was jokes as well you find out that um the, the guy the old um leader is still alive the chick is still alive they kind of work together and no it is funny man i like how seriously it, it's played mm-hmm. but it's just funny do you know what i mean so that the season two gets a free piece from me mm-hmm. um yeah really good stuff really good stuff i was enjoying that uh what else have i been up to um so all right this i'll just be quick for this one disney plus show um the Wonderful World of Mickey Mouse. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched that with my little one. She really likes it. I even actually really like it. The the animation style is quite... Um, it's kind of... It's pretty... It's like simple, but stylized. Do you know what I mean? And um, it's similar to... Did you ever watch the, the Ricky Gervais show? The podcast that he did, and then they, they like I animated mean, it. Yeah. No. I, I, I saw bits of it. There's nothing that I watched yeah. properly, but... But if you if you know the animation style of that, this, this is quite similar to that. Like it's simple, like very cartoony, but it's really good. Like the episodes are short; they're not that long, um, but they they are really good. Um, my little one loves watching them as well, so that's that's cool. I, I definitely I'd recommend for anyone to um, to get into that. Season one had finished. Well, not finished. I thought it was finished. There was ten episodes, but that was just part one. Now we're starting to get part two of season one. So episode 11 and 12 came out last week. 13 and 14 came out this week and 15 and 16. And we're going to continue. You get two episodes a week because they're only like eight minutes long. So they're dropping two episodes a week. Um, And as well as that, Chip and Dale, um, Park Life, again, looks kind of like a spinoff of the wonderful world of Mickey Mouse, similar art style. Pluto's in it and he's got like the same design that he has from... Wonderful World of Mickey Mouse. 
Um, again, it's really good. These ones are like actual half hour or like 23, 25 minute episodes. But they're like, you know how like cartoons are broken down into three, like three sections. You get like three different stories within the half an hour. So it's kind of like that. Uh, it's really good. Chip and Dale are pretty good. Um, they don't talk, though, in this. They just squeak, make squeaky sounds. But you get what they're saying, so it's quite well done. Uh, again, anyone that has kids and likes Disney, I'd, I'd recommend both those shows. Um, Wonderful World of Mickey gets a three-piece from me. And Chip and Dale is on a, a high half-chicken, but it has potential to get better. Mm-hmm. Um what else have I watched? I will leave some stuff because I know you guys have seen it as well, so I'll let you talk well, about no, you it. Can, you can start, and obviously, if it's... We'll, we'll yeah. All right, then. Well, I'll get this out of the way because I don't know if any of you have seen this, but have, did, you, did you guys ever watch Turner and Hooch back in the day? No. No, no one's seen Turner and Hooch with, with Tom Hanks, and he's a cop, and then he gets a dog. I, I, and... I know of it, but I don't think I oh, ever watched it. I know that movie. Is that the one where he's showering and his mum walks in on him or something like that? There's a scene like that, but I can't remember if it's Turner Hooch or... Um, um, no, not K9. It's definitely not K9. I think it might even be Turner Hooch. Um, Maybe. It's been a while since I've seen... Yeah, but it's an, old, it's an old film. It's an old film. It's an old sure. film, yeah. It's like in the 80s or something like that. Yeah. Uh, young Tom Hanks. Good film, though. Like... I don't know who the target audience is for it because, like, you'd think a movie about a cop and a dog, like, partnering up would be for kids. But it's actually quite, like, deep. Like, people get murdered. People get, like, stabbed in the back. And do you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of killing in this movie. Yes, which uh, is... When I was young, I used to watch Eraser, Terminator. That's like, yeah, like, it's like, true. Old, 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 I'm sure back in, stuff. Back in the yeah. day, they, they didn't care though. Even if something was made for adults, like it would be advertised. Like, I swear, Robocop and Terminator and stuff like that Bro. had like Happy Meal, had like Happy Meal McDonald's toys and shit for Bro. Terminator. And Terminator like, was mad, but especially the TV series, I still remember that three tit chick. I like, <laughs> yeah. I go to the a chick with three tits, and like. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I say as a kid, uh, I think I was maybe six, seven years old when I watched that. So uh, to this day, I remember a three-tiered chick in that, in that scene. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, let's your mind. But yeah, so anyway, so um, Turner and Hooch, the original one. I'll just remind you if anyone that has seen it or if you haven't seen it. It's about a guy who's a cop. He's like a veteran, like detective. He's like a top guy. Um, he's very like neat and clean and likes things proper. Um, there's an old guy that works in like a junkyard or something on like a harbour and he's got this dog Hooch who's like this big slobbering nasty dog yeah it's a, it's um, a German Shepherd no? Uh, no I don't think it's a German or, Shepherd no, but sorry, then at the same time Saint, I don't know what dog breeds Saint, are so think, it could be St. Bernard's I think it actually is something like that yeah that sounds more right yeah um, that's a good dog so it's like it's it's what it's like the biggest, ugliest, slobberiest dog. Like yeah, imagine Beethoven, but worse. Yeah. Like so, basically, this old man in the harbor gets murdered um, because he witnessed the crime, uh, and then Hooch and um, the detective, like Turner, they end up working together because the dog saw the murder. Like he's the wit, he's the only witness. So he helps him like track down and so like it's really good. It's, it's a really good film. Um, so Disney Plus have made a TV show of Turner and Hooch. Mm. Um, I wasn't sure what to expect going into it. I hadn't. I knew they was making it, 
but I hadn't seen anything. I hadn't seen any trailers or heard any news. I just got into it. Um, they've got Drake and or Josh. Which was the fat one? I don't know. I never watched Drake and Josh. Drake I think it was Josh was Josh was the fat one, but yeah, actor became super slim. He's super slim now, like, and he's actually like. Like yeah, he he he's done well for himself. Do you know what I mean? Considering Drake was the sexy like ladies man who you would have thought would have done well out of that show. Um, Josh is making Disney money, and Drake is I don't know in prison somewhere. What's he doing? Um, child allegations. Yeah, yeah he's so he's either trial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not going well for Drake, but Josh is doing his thing. Um, so anyway, I didn't know what to expect going into it. I thought it was a reboot. So when I was watching it at first, anytime there was like differences, I was like, well, that's not how it was in the original. I was like getting annoyed because I was like, they've Disney-fied this. Because like I said, in the original, he gets the dog because the old man gets murdered. And so he has to take the dog to help him solve the case. In this, he just gets given the dog randomly by his sister. And I'm like, but that's, that's not as good. Do you know what I mean? But it turns out it's actually a sequel. Like... Um, he's got the same name, Scott Tur- um, Scott Turner, but he's like junior. So they kind of make a lot of references to the original movie, okay. which I appreciate. Um, like they talk about their dad. So this is the son of Turner and spoilers for the original Turner and Hooch, but the dog Hooch dies at the end of that film. Yeah. And he gets, an, he ends up getting another dog who he names Hooch as well. So the Hooch that's in this one is the puppy that you see at the end of the first one. Doesn't the dog get and, shot in the first movie? Huh? Doesn't at the end the dog get shot or something? Yeah, he gets shot, yeah. I think I might have seen this, I just don't really remember. You've, it. Yeah, you've probably seen it, man. Everyone's seen this. Everyone knows Turner and Hooch. Even yeah. if you haven't seen it, you've seen scenes or you know of it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So, so yeah, so this is more of a sequel. It's pretty good. I, I would give it... There's been three episodes so far. I'd say they vary between like half chicken and a three piece. Um, episode episode two, I think I enjoyed because they kind of did like a, a diehard parody because mm-hmm. um, every episode has like a title that's kind of like, like, you know what Rick and Morty do where every episode is like the name of some movie or the name of some pop culture reference, but they just put Rick and Morty's name in it. Yeah. This does something similar. It takes like movie titles, but puts like dog or some kind of dog related thing. The episode two is called a dog day to die hard. Mm-hmm. And I forgot that that's what the episode was called. So I'm watching it. Yeah. And then it's about they're at this hotel. There's like diplomats there and then terrorists come and take over the hotel. And Turner is like, because he's because he's a rookie in this, they give him the shit jobs. So him and Hooch are like babysitting the, the princess or whatever while all the diplomats are downstairs. So when the, the terrorists take over, he's kind of like behind the scenes, kind of like uh, McLean was in the, in the first Die Hard. And it's funny how they set it up because like, because he's babysitting this little girl, they're having like tea party and scones and jam and stuff. So he spills jam down his top and tea. So he has to take his shirt off so he's in the vest. Then she wants to give him like a pedicure. So he has to take his shoes off so he's barefoot. Then like the dog jumps up and breaks some glass or something and he steps on the glass so his feet are bleeding. So it like, it puts him in the same 
position that that uh, McLean was in Die Hard. Do you know what I mean? But it's just yeah. funny how they did it. But yeah, so I'd, I'd give that somewhere between some the some episodes are half, some episodes are free piece. But I'm enjoying it so far. I'm definitely going to stick with it, uh, and I'd recommend it to any fans of the original movie. Cool. Um, what else have I got? Um, I feel like I'm going for I've got three more things. Cool. So um, we can talk about Bad Batch. Yeah, yeah. You guys want to talk about Bad Batch? Yeah. Uh, so I, I I guess we had the mid season finale just happen. Uh, no, it's not in the mid-season finale. We've only got one episode left. Oh, really? Yeah, next week oh, is the finale. Oh, I thought it was like 27 episodes. Huh? I'm pretty sure we said there was going to be like 20-something episodes. Nah, there was like, I think, so there's 15 or 16. So there's 16 episodes? I think so, yeah. Oh, mad. Yeah. So yeah, so next week is the finale, last episode. All right, cool. Well, yeah, yep. like we haven't recorded in a while, so episode thirteen and fourteen were good, but episode fifteen was just like it—it it, it was a very nice episode. I really liked it. Um, mm. I, I honestly thought this was like a mid-season finale because I honestly thought there was like a pretty. I honestly thought we had said there was like twenty-five. Oh, maybe, okay, maybe I'm wrong, but I honestly thought mm. we had a lot of a lot more episodes than. Yeah, fifty then yeah. sixteen. Um, yeah, no. So, so yeah, no. It's definitely the, the finale next next week because I saw some advertisement for it saying the finale was next week. Um, and this one, uh, it says, yeah, it's part one of two of of the finale. So this is the finale part one, okay. And then part two, um, I think they've changed the title. Because when I watched it, it was called Finale Part One, mm. but now it's called Return to Camino. Yeah, that's so I'm guessing. Got, yeah, it's called when I watched it, it was called Return to Camino. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, all right, maybe maybe I'm wrong then. Yeah, but um, all right, but yeah, no, it was good, man. Um, I like I like how they've developed these characters. That part one of the finale was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was nice seeing Crosshairs back with the team. Oh, um, kind of, <laughs> but he never had the inhibitor chip this whole time. Yeah. Well, he just chose to do this. Just chose to. No, he did have an inhibitor chip. No, he didn't. He said he took it out. He said he he took it out ages ago. Yeah. And we don't know when he took it out. Yeah. And then Hunter even clocks the scar or something. Yeah. Mm. So that means all this whole time he was just pretending. He was just being a bitch. Like, yeah, he was just being, just being well, a bitch. I only say bitch, but you've been a dick, bruv. Like, yeah. no, you know what? I have a feeling that... I have a feeling that when he was being... um, What's it called? When he was being... I don't know the word for it, but basically, when Tarkin was on Kamido and they were uh, playing about with the chip, I think he definitely had a chip in him at that point. I think when... It was one of their later encounters um, on that um, broken up um starship i think when he because obviously got knocked down because of the engine right mm-hmm. um we know there's two ways that the inhibitor chip becomes faulty one is when there's a there's a hard knock to the head that either activates or deactivates it mm-hmm. the second one is through some sort of shock so either they get electrocuted in the head or something like that so i think his head got hit really hard at that spot which is why he 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 basically 
you know, wasn't under control of all the 666 anymore. I'm not under the influence of the inhibitor. Hmm. I took it out at some point before, at some point after that, but before um, this episode. I would, have, I would have to go back and rewatch the first, like, three episodes when all that drama happened to, like, see whether there was a scar on his head from beforehand or not. Um, mm. Because he made, he kind of made it seem like he hadn't got, had an inhibitor chip for, like, the longest time in it. Like, no, but he definitely had an inhibitive trip there because there's no other way he'd be saying good soldiers follow orders. Um, because, I mean, he, he, would, he would have known that mantra and just said the mantra randomly. No, but it, um, it, it, it sounds like that's been his kind of his mantra all along. Because even that's, that's, uh, so even, that's all the clones. That's all the clones are, are taught good soldiers follow orders. Yeah, but is, but, but that, is that before, is that, bef- that's before orders. That's like their, one of their like guidelines as being a clone, right? Yeah, so what I'm saying is, there's no way you just randomly goes, good soldiers follow orders. I mean, what orders? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? How else would you know about Order 66 if you haven't, if they didn't mm. see anything to do with Order 66? Because mm. none, none that... of the other clones knew about Order 66 until they got back to Camino. Yeah, Already, no, I, I, I... in episode one, mm. Crosshair was the only one of the Bad Batch who started going through um, the influences of, of uh, Order 66 via the inhibitor chip. Mm. Which, is why, which is why he was questioning about the, have you killed the Jedi and stuff like that because how was he supposed to do it because he didn't see a broadcast like that from yeah. Palpatine none of them did that's uh, true I, it might be one of those ones that I, I think I have to have a little bit of a rewatch and just have, have yeah. a see. Mm. we'd have to rewatch the show I think I think Martin you might be right though I think there might be a point in the show where maybe it was when they had them cornered in like the the um, exhaust of that yeah. spaceship and they like exploded him. Maybe that was when the effects wore off, or at some point in the show is when it must have been removed. Yeah, because that's at the beginning he must have definitely had it because they even they amplified it. Do you remember? Exactly. exactly. They hooked him up to the machine and amplified it. So they would have. But what yeah, have you been fronting the whole time? He didn't have it. Well, not really, because the Camino was kind of moving a bit dodgy. From not what... even. What do you mean? Everyone, no, they definitely had the inhibitor chip in there. <laughs> she mm. definitely would have had it in there because there's no way um, you could you have a scattered brain and then not find the inhibitor chip. That's like how do you how do you miss something that especially when Tarkin has told you um, to um, amplify the inhibitor chip? Because like like I said, the Caminos are moving a bit, have been moving a bit dodgy in it. So again, not, w- not during that time. Yeah, I don't think it was quite just then. Mm. I think it's gotten worse. Yeah. Since then, like obviously in this finale, it's fucked now. Yeah. But well, um, yeah, I, I I will probably again if we don't have a busy week coming up, um, mm. I'll probably have a look at the first couple of episodes just to see that because I I found it really intriguing that as the way it went. But um, yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed this final episode. Well, not the final episode, but uh, I enjoyed it. Obviously, they tried to leave it on a cliffhanger to make you think that the clones are dead, which you obviously know that's not going to be the case. Um, if it is, if next week's episode is the final episode, I I really hope that we get a season two because it started off strong and it kind of um, dwindled a little bit, but then like yeah. maybe from like episode nine onwards, it's like gone back to top form, and mm. I've been really enjoying it. So I, you know, at, at, at its current pace, if the next episode is just as good as the last one, I'm definitely gonna give the overall season a whole chicken. Mm. Yeah, same. I agree. I'll give the, the season a whole chicken. Um, I've, again, all, all, everything we're talking about, I've got news for. So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I could just bring this up now because you said you hope there's a season two. No, no, there no. is going to, 
there is going to be a season two. Right, cool. um, Mandalorian season three and Bad Batch season two have been confirmed for Disney Plus uh, in 2020. No specific date, but yeah. next year we will be getting season three of Mandalorian and season two of Bad Batch. All right. All right. Cool. Uh, I should means- also have, um, uh, what's, what's his name to look forward to as well? Um, the Book of Boba Fett. That's the one. That's yes. the one. You know, I can't wait for that. talking about Star Wars, you might as well bring this up now. So, Obviously, the guy that did the deep fake on um, uh, Luke Skywalker—I nearly said Luke Hamill, uh, Luke, Luke Skywalker—he's <laughs> um, obviously been hired by Disney, and obviously yes. that—that that is big because I think that just means that we're gonna in season three we're gonna get a lot more of Luke Skywalker, and they've obviously got him to come and fix up the deep fake, so it looks even better than what Disney did. That's a good yeah, point. because Disney didn't do deepfake last time. Uh, then we discussed this last time as well, yeah. yeah. But Disney did yeah. have the deepfake route, which we said would have been better. Uh, yeah. yeah. Teams, so, uh, especially saying that it would yeah. have been much so now, better. So now that they've hired a guy and he's going to have Disney money to play with and probably have like a team. Yeah, exactly. A team he did that on like his laptop in his bedroom. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. So, now so have having team. Disney money and Disney servers and computers and mm. air technology at his hands... It's going to look sick. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. also I, access to their footage and stuff like that to like do it, you know, different cuts and stuff. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. It's definitely going to be good, bruv. Deep fake technology in the hands of amateurs is amazing. Mm-hmm. So in the hands of someone working for the actual company, it's going to be great. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. I've seen some jokes, things on YouTube of like people putting like Arnold Schwarzenegger's face or like, have you seen that brothers? Yeah, yeah, he's the problem. Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone's faces on the Step Brothers, and it's just fucking hilarious. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I've seen them put Jim Carrey's face on um, the Joker in the Joker movie, and mm. that's pretty. That's that is really good, and that's not even to mention porn. Like what? <laughs> what? What? Yeah. What? Deepfake are doing in the porn industry right now is fucking revolutionary. Mate. <laughs> I'm telling you, they should hire. Disney should even, hire some of them. That's who they should hire. <laughs> it's, it's so much so that even celebrities have to lawsuits against these uh, <laughs> companies because obviously it's their faces on um, actresses. And yeah, obviously it's really energy as well. Mm. Um, yeah, I was going to say, so back to Bad Batch episode 14. Um, so let's read a few of the notes that I made. So we saw Gregor, um, who also appears in Rebels. Um, he's one of the three rebels. I think it's Wolf, Rex, and um, Gregor that are um, the last remaining um, um, clones. So, okay. Gregor got blown up in season five of the Clone Wars, but returned in, in Rebels. Um, so, this will piece together some of his history. Um, okay. He works at the Empire facility as an instructor. He explains that these new troops were from all of the galaxy. That's the TK, um, um, the TK. Um, oh, what's we looking for? TK assigned uh, troops. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, he also says that they're being um, so even though they, even though he's teaching them, he's not teaching them everything. Uh, so perhaps some sort of early sabotage or an explanation as to why they're bad shots and not very tactical. Mm-hmm. Um, and Gregor realizes that you know because he's training his replacements, he wants out. So Rex wants him saved. Um, and I believe that Rex is sort of training um, or creating his own either clone rebellion army or just a rebellion army to go up against the um, against the Empire. Um, 
So the young clones, for example, that we've seen Kamino are going off world. So they may end up even being recruited by Rex. So um there's that to look forward to um in season two. Mm-hmm. I'm I I'm positive that we'll see something like that happen in season two. Um the Kevin Owens contract has been terminated. So Palpatine is in this episode we see that Palpatine is moving on from the clones and onto stormtroopers. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, that was pretty know, cool. I like that. Exactly. I like that. I didn't realise that that was something I wanted to see was clones versus stormtroopers. Yeah, that, that's actually pretty interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. for that. So because this is all, obviously the TK classification is new, tech doesn't recognise it in the episode. Mm. Um, and they also found out that in the facility, there are only 50 clone troopers and 1,000 TK troopers, which means that obviously it's some sort of, either some sort of trade facility or just, you know, just pumping in new... Uh, troops um so we also know that um the empire self recruited all over and palpatine's thing out oh, as all over the galaxy and palpatine's thing was not quality but quantity because he wanted to be able to crush a rebellion army as quickly as possible um in a role the ryan of clones because also clones with inhibitor chips he knows that okay at any moment in time these guys have changed their allegiance so let me um, pay attention to people and people for all over the world because then they can tell me different things about where they are. Um, they could blend better with their environments and things like that because they're locals to to those parts of space. Um, so, uh, yeah, like I said, to crush um, Rebellion just with sheer numbers. Um, so, yeah, this is a very interesting episode. Um, we saw not a good Easter egg where we see Scorch of Delta Squad from Star Wars Clone Commando shoot at Gregor. Um, he gets taken out during the exchange. Um, and also in the early episodes, um, we hear comms chatter directly from the game, uh, which covers the events of the Clone Wars from Genesis to Kashyyyk. So that was, that was, I thought that was really, really cool. That's pretty um, cool, I, yeah. because yeah, I recently played Star Wars Clone Commando. Um, so I was geeking out when I heard the radio chatter and then saw, mm-hmm. saw Scorch. Um, we also see in um, the Clone Wars, we see um, two more of the... Of the um, of the clones from the squad, uh, I think one was Boss, and the other one was um, oh, I can't remember the name of the other one off the top of my head. Um, but again, this is something really cool because I think it's Kevin Feige who's a massive fan of Star Wars Clone Commandos, so you know him putting um, putting these clones in there. Um, it's, it's like obviously <laughs> he's a fanboy at heart. There, mm. um, I like that Omega has you know you know her abilities have, have improved, so she's actually now flying or can fly solo. Um, which is what she did to help a mm. batch escape. Um, I don't know if anyone noticed this, but did anyone realize that the music has started to sound more like the original trilogy? So, like between um, like the, the music trilogy that's from the original trilogy from episode four, episode six mm. um, movies. If you didn't pick it up, then uh, if you go and rewatch um, episode fourteen, you'll definitely hear that the music starts to change. It sounds a bit more like that. Mm. I give this episode a whole chicken. Nice. Um, just because of you know all things that happened in there, everything that we've learned and actually seeing the transition of the clone army to now the stormtroopers. Um, yeah, I think, I think it's pretty good. In- it's all the political shifts and things like that. That's why even the Kaminoans are starting to feel wary about it. Um, I keep saying it's leading up to the battle of Kabita will be clone trooper versus clone trooper. So it'll be the five of first versus um the Kaminoan clones. Mm-hmm. Um I just see Darth Vader uh make an appearance and you know wipe out the Kaminoans, who knows? Mm. Um but yeah, that's it. So hold you for me. 
Superb. Right, T, what else you got? Um, what else have I got? Um, we can talk about Short Circuit Season 2, the first five episodes. Uh, oh. Just give me a sec. I'll be back in a sec. You guys talk about it quickly. One minute. I haven't seen uh, Short Circuit Season 2. Oh, I, I did. Um, but it was more, I had it on in the background compared to the first season where I was like kind of like engaged and I was quite uh-huh. excited by it. Um, it, it, it didn't have the same kind of pizzazz like season no. one did. Um, I hate to say this, but I'll give it a quarter kid. Like, I, oh, I just kind of just didn't care. I don't know if it was because I was tired after a long day or, you know, like, like with season one yeah everyone's story just seemed like so like you know awesome like you had the guy that like literally lost every single one of his family members leading up to you had the one that the guy that you know it was in like memory of his mom you had the guy that was like you know i'd come from a different country like it just seemed like everyone had like an epic backstory and then their shorts were like fun and like awesome like this one was like one was about trying to cross a road the other the other one was um the last one was like two beasts fighting each other and I can't yeah. really remember what two, three and four was so two was going home was when the guy goes back to his old town and it like kept like flashing through time do you know what I mean yeah. so and then he gets to the house and sees his parents but then as he's approaching them they're like getting older and then the dad disappears and then the mum disappears and do you know what I mean so it's just like the passage of time was okay. Um, three was number two to Kettering, was the little girl on the bus. Oh, and yeah, how, smiling one. Yeah, when, um, and then, like, as she cheers everyone up, everyone, the, like, the colour starts coming back. So that was interesting. But, yeah, like you said, the, the, none of them were really that memorable. None of them stuck out or stuck with me. I, I wouldn't be as harsh as you. I'd give it a half chicken mm. because I think the animation styles were still very interesting. I get what this show is about. Like it's it's about experimenting with art styles and yeah. story. Do you know what I mean? Doing it in different ways. So I still enjoyed it. it just, I didn't enjoy it as much as the first season. The first season was a whole chicken for me. Mm-hmm. This one is so far, we've only got five episodes as well. Yeah. So we're probably going to get more. Um, but yeah, the, t- to be honest, the best episode for me was episode four, Dinosaur Barbarian. And yeah, that was right. after after watching Mistress of the Universe, mm. it was nice to see. Like, I feel like that those four minutes were better than the whole first <laughs> part one season of Masters of the Universe. No, so right. yeah, I don't know. I, I, it gets a half chicken from me. Not as good as the first season, but we've probably got a lot more episodes to come. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, and last but not least, um, I, and I'm sure we all have watched uh, part two mm-hmm. of the Long Halloween Batman animated movie. Yep, yep. Do you want to tell people like the general, you know, synopsis and then we'll go into it? Um, okay, so it's part two of a two part. We already reviewed the first part. Um, there's a killer called the Holiday Killer. He or she, you know, women can be killers too. Um, they are killing random, or not random, but they are targeting members of the one of the mafia families of Gotham, uh, either the Falcones or the Maronis. I can't remember which one. But 
they're both involved anyway. So someone's going around killing off members of this mafia family um, and they strike only on holidays. So it starts on Halloween. Then there's like Thanksgiving, New Year's, Valentine's Day, St. Patrick's Day. Every holiday, someone gets killed. Um, in the first part, uh, they were just starting to investigate it. It ended on the boat with um, the mafia boss, like the head guy, his son, being killed. They suspected he was the holiday killer, but then on the boat, the holiday killer turned up and killed the killed the son. Yeah. And so part two is a continuation of the story. We get more classic uh, Batman villains in this one. We get Poison Ivy. Mm-hmm. We get Scarecrow. Um joker's back we see penguin briefly uh and we obviously see the um origin of two-face yeah um and yeah and it's the conclusion of the story so we find out who the holiday killer is they have slightly changed it from the comics Mm -hmm. although i think i wouldn't say for the better but it streamlines it do you know what i mean it makes it more um, it simplifies it if that makes sense. Because so, like, in, it, it, sorry. So slice words for this and also the comics. Um, who, yeah. Who is the holiday killer in the comics? So in the comics, it is two people. It's actually two people. Okay. It is um, Harvey Dent's wife, mm-hmm. as as it is in the movie. Yeah. But it's also the son, the guy who got killed at the end of part one. He was the original holiday killer. He started it. Oh, and so I was he didn't right then. Yeah, that's what I mean. You were closer than you thought. The this movie changed it. Okay. In the comics, he fakes his death. Mm-hmm. He doesn't actually get killed. He fakes it because they're onto him. Yeah. He does that so that they get off his trail. And while after he fakes his death, that's when she picks it up and yeah. she starts doing the killings. Because the reason why if I, I picked if him I'm remembering yeah, it correctly. The reason I picked him is like Obviously, he had a little bit of disdain for his father in it because obviously, like, exactly, he wanted like to be like the next boss in it, but his yeah, dad was exactly. like, "Nah, bro, your shit." Like, <laughs> that's why, yeah, that's why in the comics they killed him off, mm. or they appeared to kill him off to throw you off the trail because everyone was like, "Well, it's definitely him." Yeah, but then when the holiday killer turns up and kills him. You're like, well, fuck. Like, <laughs> yeah. Who is it then? Yeah, that's exactly then, what I thought as well. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I get why they did it in the movie because it overcomplic- it's overcomplicated in the comics. Mm-hmm. So in this, they've like streamlined it a bit. Yeah. But, um, and again, it doesn't make it any worse. It doesn't make it any better. It's just different, but it's still kind of the same. But whereas in the, in the movie, it ends with Batman going and talking to her mm-hmm. and she's like, yeah, me and him, we used to be a thing. And then you find out, because obviously they've been dropping hints, like she's been saying she can't have a baby. Yeah. And he was talking about this woman he used to have that they they didn't approve of and ran out of his family. And, and what they did to her was horrific. And so when you put their two stories together, it makes sense. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And it adds up. But in the comics, like I said, he fakes his own death. So in the end, Batman... Like he gets arrested and Batman visits, I think it was Batman. Batman visits him in prison and there's like a little kind of final conversation between them. Um, and he's all gassed about being a holiday killer. And like he, he couldn't, like he knew he wasn't going to become the head of the family and become notorious that way. So he became the holiday killer to get 
do you know what I mean, infamy and to get recognition and stuff. So I don't know if in the comics there's that plot of him and Harvey Dent's wife being together. I can't remember if that was part of it. But she does become the holiday killer as well. I can't remember. It was so long ago I read the comic. But um, but yeah, that's the only difference. I mean, in general, it's pretty spot on. The whole thing with Poison Ivy, that's from the comics. So, I mean, she does mind control him for a period of time. And, and Catwoman turns up like fucking angry girlfriend. Like, nah, that's my man. You fucking bitch. Like, and they have a little cat fight. Which is funny because later on, Catwoman and Poison Ivy end up doing a thing. So mm. <laughs> that kind of made me laugh. Um, but yeah, no, for me, part two was a whole chicken. Um, part one was maybe a free piece. Uh, as a whole, as a whole story, two parts together, I'd probably give it a whole chicken. I think they did it well. There was no stupid, any stupid shit that they added, like in The Killing Joke, when they fucking added a whole storyline for Batgirl, where she has mm. sex with Batman. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck kind of not needed. pedo incestry is this? Like, they're the Bat family for a reason. You know I mean? <laughs> still, still still that movie than Batman versus Superman. Yeah, true, 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 mm. true. But that's not saying much. I like this one less than the first one. I really? Think, I can't okay. remember what I gave the first one. I think I, if I gave the first one a free piece or a whole chicken, this one's probably going to get a half chicken. Um, really? Yeah, I just I just didn't vibe with it as much. Like, um, mm. the the whole poison ivy and like Batman be missing for like what was it like six months? Like, yeah. I felt like you know she would have put that together a quick a lot quicker. And then also at one point I was just like, all right, where's Alfred? Like Alfred would not be letting this happen. And I was like, okay, Alfred's under the spell as well. But I was just like, yeah. mm, I did. I just didn't... One, I didn't really buy that, like, Batman would be out of commission that long. Like, there was no way his... Like, he wouldn't... Have- you have to remember as well, this is still... This is, like, year two Batman. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's still early in his career. He hasn't developed, like, a build-up of resistance against the Scarecrow toxin or resistance against Poison Ivy's influence. Mm. Like, this is one of the first few times he would have encountered them. Yeah. So he, he wasn't prepared for it. Do you know what I mean? So it had more of an effect on him than you would expect, like a, a, a veteran Batman. Obviously, he's been through this. He's built up the tolerance. He's got the antidotes and all that shit. Like, like in this, you saw clearly he, he must have been in contact with Scarecrow before mm. because he had the gas mask. Yeah. But then Scarecrow is now, he, now he's injecting it and Batman wasn't ready for that. Mm. So it got him. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's still early career Batman, uh, which is probably why he's being affected by stuff more than than you would expect him to. Yeah. No, that's fair. Uh, Mine. What was your thoughts on this, and what would you rate this? Yeah, I think I'd give it a. I'll probably give it a three piece. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's 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 a it's a it's a good movie. I like the fact that it followed the comics fairly closely. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like the whole suspense to it, sort of trying to figure out who it is that is the um that that was the killer, um, or the Halloween killer. Um You know, I liked I liked all the intricate parts to it. So look at the at the mafia at the mafia families, look at especially Falcone's family, um, the things that they went through. Um, you know, Batman 
slash Bruce Wade trying to solve things, um, Poison Ivy having a hand in it and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, and you know, find that it's all sort of connected because you had Thomas Wayne who, um, worked with uh, Falcone, yeah. um, uh, when he was a doctor and stuff like that. So all that just you know, plays into it. So I thought that was really cool how everything's that nicely connected and like that. Um, mm. so yeah, thoroughly enjoyed the movie. The voice acting was pretty good as well. Um, the guy that did the Joker was definitely channeling Mark Hamill. Like it, it was pretty close to to um, the animated series um, yeah. Joker voice and Batman as well. I thought Batman's voice, all the voice acting was was top. Was on mm-hmm. top form. I feel like in this, it was really good. Awesome. But yeah, awesome. um, yeah. So that's that's my week. Calm. I, I'm gonna be quite swift of mine. Uh, too hot to handle Brazil. Second, I watched the second half. Oh my days! This has been the best season ever. Like the, <laughs> the drama, the madness, the argument. Like I, this one, this like literally, yeah. Trash TV, but fucking hell, it was absolutely amazing. Absolutely loved it. It was just an epic. Oh, so much happened, man. Um, I know you guys don't really do trash TV like this. But what I'm telling you, yeah, this show will suck you in, yeah, and you're just gonna be so vexed at the people, and but at the same time you're rooting for them as well, mate. It was dope, man. I really enjoyed it. Um, loved it. Whole chicken. Uh, Transformers: War for Cybertron uh, Kingdom. This was part three. Um, considering like, I don't think I fully understood the story as much as I would have liked. Um, seeing the Autobots and the Maximals together, seeing the uh, Decepticons and the Predacons together, seeing two Megatron, seeing two uh, Optimus Prime and Optimus Prime, mm. like it was just fucking cool in it. Like so, like little the little boy inside of me that loved Beast Wars when I was younger, which I, I'm pretty sure was like what Channel Five or Milkshake. I thought that's when yeah, that came out. Yes, yeah. yo. So the little boy in me was gassed. I was like, yeah. <laughs> and as like like again, I I I really enjoyed it, man. Um. Other than like I said, some potential like not really gelling with the storyline. Um, I'm gonna give this a whole chicken purely of just my love for the beast, the the uh, <laughs> beast art, the beast art, the beast wars characters. Um, I'll be interested to see because obviously originally it was just announced that it's gonna be a three part season. Whether they do more because obviously there's a cliffhanger. Well, not a cliffhanger, but there's like a a post credit scene um, that shows that they could continue the story, and I mm-hmm. would like them to do so because if if I, I don't remember exactly how what, what I rated part one on part two. Uh, I want to say I probably gave them three pieces, but if they continue how part three went into part four, yeah, I I, I need more of this, man. Um, mm. Martin, did you watch this one as well? Uh, of course I did. This is why I had to watch it. So, Hell yeah. Um, mm. So it's so nostalgic in a nice way to see the Beast Wars Transformers. So in Max Wars, you had Optus Primal, Cheetor, Rat Trap, Rhinox, Tigertron, Air Razor. For the Predacons, you had Megatron, Black Arachnid, Dinobot, Scorpodoc. You actually had quite a few Scorpodocs, so I don't know whether it was like Scorpodoc, some sort of like generic um, uh, character or whatever, and this one because you saw uh, a few of them. Mm. Um, you know, in a TV series um, from, you know, Milkshake back in the day, uh, they arrive on Earth in the past, see the crashed airship with the deactivated Autobots inside it. Um, and their thing was we'll try to find Energon because Energon was a scarce resource back on Cybertron. Um, whereas in this one, we've seen that it's the other way around. Um, they crash land on Earth before the uh, Autobots do. Um, but still very, very interesting. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, the introduction 
of Unicorn is well done. Um, mm-hmm. Unicorn is a planet slash transformer with powers greater than any of the other mainline transformers, including Optimus Prime and Megatron. Um, his one of his abilities is being able to change the program of the transformers, for example. Um, his brother is the other planet sized transformer, Cybertron. So, um, you know, going a bit into the mythos, these two were created. Um, obviously, Cybertron being good. Um, um unicorn being evil so i thought i thought it was really good so i'd love to see you know um, in the comics i think there's actually a full-scale battle between the transformers and unicorn so i'd love to see if that's something that's actually going to happen in the future mm-hmm. overall i'm giving it a three piece nice t um i didn't finish it mm-hmm. i think i only saw like one or two episodes but um Again, I, I really enjoyed it. I'm going to finish it. Um, like you lot, it, it brought out the kid in me again. Um, I was never the biggest like Transformers fan. Like I, I was a fan. I liked it growing up, obviously, being a kid at that time. Um, but my, my main memories of Transformers are uh, my neighbor, one of my neighbor friends who, went, who I went to primary school with, he had all the Transformers toys and I had all the Power Rangers and Ninja Turtles toys. So we... Alright, T cut out and it can't be me this time because I'm connected with Ethernet cable. Martin, you still uh, there? I'm still here. Yeah, so yeah. This, this 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 time is not me. I'm playing. Oh, and... <laughs> now, T, you cut out for about a good 30 seconds. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Basically, all I'm saying is I was never, I was never the biggest fan. I was a fan... I watched the cartoon. I watched the movie. I, I, oh, Rod, do you think? Do you think Kevin Smith tried to just copy what the Transformers movie did when they killed Optimus Prime? No, because they killed Optimus Prime. I remember them killing off Optimus Prime in the original movies as well. As yeah, in, in, the, in, in the animated movie, they killed Optimus Prime at the beginning, and then Hot Rod took the Matrix of of leadership or whatever. Yeah, and became, and became Rodimus Prime, but that was sick. Do you know what I mean? And that was that was like risky, but it paid off. But what Kevin Smith did, man, was just a little bitch. Anyway, nah, but sorry, you know, I'm getting back I'm, into that. Alright, but actually, no. Now that on the subject of that, right? Just briefly, um, there there was a huge downsell of uh, Charles Silver's toys because Optimus Prime died. So yeah. I think actually that Kevin Smith, uh, with Kevin Smith's He Man and the Monsters, or He Man's Monsters Universe. That sort of suffered the same fate as Transformers did, you know, by killing off one of the main characters. But yeah, mm, maybe, yeah, back maybe back. you're probably right. Yeah, I mean, people, things are things are looked back on more fondly than they are like on an, upon initial release. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. I can imagine that probably had a big backlash. Anyway, um, yeah, I've only seen the first episode or two. I really liked it. I liked Beast Wars. That was a show that I did watch like on tv regularly like that was my shit back in the day i had the toys as well i remember rat trap and cheetah and all the things so seeing them pop up on the show was cool like you said seeing the two megatrons talk to each other and acknowledge do you know what i mean that they have the same name and he's like yes I, you are megatron the legendary leader and my namesake and seeing optimus prime and optimus prime all like talk and debate uh, yeah it was really good it was done really well i can't wait to watch the rest of it i haven't even seen part one and part two of the war for cybertron series but this even just coming into this without any 
of the other series it was it was easy to follow it was it was cool i i really enjoyed it i'd, I'd probably give it um probably a, a, a free piece so far just for the nostalgia and the excitement of seeing like it's like it's like a crossover do you know what i mean it's like a mm-hmm. like an mcu style crossover i don't remember ever seeing the track the autobots the, the transformers interact with the beast wars do you yeah. know what i mean so to me this is something new and really cool like i'm, I'm really looking forward to finishing it nice yes I, i'm looking forward to hearing your your review once you fully finished it um so you know what the last time we recorded i didn't even realize that the mode episode 10 was actually the finale um mm. i i definitely want a season two of that um especially like well the way it ended we probably we should be getting a season two um i do think that for me personally the show hurt itself by giving it to us week to week because the first two episodes were great then i think like all the way up to like episode six was a bit shit <laughs> or not not the best but then it picked up again um so mm. overall i'm gonna give the whole season a free piece um like how the the back end like the last four episodes of how it started um is what's kind of given led me to give it such a high rating um because i did find myself laughing a lot more i did find myself like starting to like you know not necessarily care about the characters but like you know pay attention to who the characters are and get invested in what their storyline is and what they're doing um so yeah um mine what would you rate the season as a whole since again now that we know that it's finished um i don't know i think i really like the ending of it so oh yeah what did I, did I not give it a rating last time? I think we did just for the episode, but I don't. I don't think because again, I didn't know that was the finale. I honestly thought there was going to be more episodes, so I'm just All saying, right, how so, do you rank it as like the uh, overarching the whole, the whole season? So the whole season is a three piece because um, Murdoch is introduced nicely. Also, to explain his name, um, you look at his family, you see the dynamics there. Mm-hmm. Um, it really felt like it was more like a robot chicken esque, or um, do you remember Seventy Death Death Battle Death Fight? It felt a bit like that, you know, with that animation, that mm-hmm. um, stop motion animation. Um, it had elements of the time traveling when he went to, uh, you know, also the universe, found mm-hmm. his younger self. Um, yeah, actually, time travel to, to find his younger self. Yeah, but then in the future, it's also universal where you know he's now accomplished what he's done the in-between bits are funny as well how he killed a random avenger who i still don't know which avenger he killed mm. um um you know you, you see you see a lot of things that you know that are straight out of the comics and it's done in a fun way so overall three piece um i am looking forward to season two i did think i would mm-hmm. um but overall i think from episode one it's you know the story was a bit I guess all over the place, but it's somehow managed to connect itself back in the last few episodes. So nice. Um, yeah, three piece and can't wait for season two to come out. Dope, dope. Uh, T, you there? Yeah. I don't think he is. Just yeah. quiet, man. <laughs> all right. So, uh, last thing I want to say is that I was chatting to um, one of the guys who left over on Army Redimus Prime and he was asking me about different animes that he's like, uh, different art, uh, different anime that I would introduce to him. And um, mm-hmm. I gave him a whole boatload um, and he's been watching My Hero Academia and he's really yeah. enjoying it. And like, I'm, I, you know, for me, yeah, like, I like having American friends because sometimes I just 
can't get to sleep and all my UK friends are asleep or people that chat to you. Mm-hmm. So having Americans are just wide awake and really chat. Like we must have talked for maybe like oh, 45 minutes just on anime and stuff. So yeah, yeah. that was pretty cool. And um, the other day as well, I was chatting to Eric and just talking about houses and the 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 value of what a house costs in America compared to the UK is absolutely crazy, man. Like for like, let's say 500k here, yeah. Like you could like almost buy like a fucking whole ranch and like a seven bedroom house in America, depend in certain places, man. It's just absolutely crazy. Yeah, um, yeah, very wild. Cause he showed me like one house here that looked like fucking the Fresh Prince of Bel Air's house, and mm-hmm. it was like oh no, maybe like six hundred thousand dollars, and that worked out to maybe like oh five hundred k in it. And then mm-hmm. um, one property that he's looking at was like maybe like you know, in like the 200s, yeah. And it was like four bedrooms, three bathrooms. And I sent him, I sent him a, a picture of like a, a four bedroom house that you could get in the UK for like 200,000. It was like a shed. Uh. It, was, it was like a shed. Like, and that was it. Like very basic. Um, but yeah, man, it's been awesome talking to these guys again. Like you, you, I learned more and more about America and obviously, you know, you know, I love talking about anime with different people. So mm-hmm. it's always great to do that. All right. Cool. So we are going to head over to, see you back, but you're not back. I'm back. Guess right. who's back. Here, give I'm us back your, again. your overall MODOK. Um, uh, I haven't rip. finished it still. You haven't finished it still. All right. No, no, cool. no, no. I wanted to, I wanted to get it finished this week but just time I didn't have time I had so much other stuff to watch all right. but I'm gonna get to it alright no worries uh, uh. alright cool alright let's get it time for some news welcome to Blurs or Us News uh, do you know what, T, since actually you've compiled all the news th- this week, pretty much, I'm going to let you take the lead. Oh, wow. Sure, like such a big boy. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so some of the stuff, like the Star Wars stuff we covered uh, mm. when we was talking about it. So Lucasfilm hiring that guy, the deep fake guy. Mm. Mandalorian and Bad Batch Season 2 coming next year sometime. Um, but yeah, so apart from that, in general news, um, Amazon Studios... Um, their Lord of the Rings project they've wrapped filming um, and they announced that the planned release date is Friday the 2nd of September 2022 so about a year from now so obviously they're going to be doing post-production visual effects and stuff like that on it Mm -hmm. but yeah so just about a year and then we'll we'll get this show Mm -hmm. Um, the announcement was accompanied by a photo uh, depicting an unknown location in Middle Earth mm-hmm. with a mysterious figure in the distance. Okay. So I posted this picture in the group. Did you like see this? Uh, yes. I kind of yeah. I think I'd even seen it on Facebook. I kind of glanced at it. Um, yeah. With this, I'm just kind of waiting for more news, trailers and stuff. Mm. So in terms of story, mm-hmm. apparently this adaptation takes place a thou- uh, thousands of years before the events of The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, okay. um, in what is known as the Second Age of Middle-earth. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. But it says, however, audiences can expect to see familiar faces alongside the array of new ones. Okay. So those are probably like the immortal characters, like the elves and stuff yeah. like that, that have been around for thousands of years. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, so it's, it looks like it's a whole new original story um, that takes place like I said, thousands of years before the story that we know. Um, kind of similar to what game, what HBO is doing with their Game of Thrones show. Because mm-hmm. that takes place like however many hundreds or thousands of years before the, the actual Game of Thrones story. Um, so yeah, so we're going to have two competing um, Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings like fantasy shows, which will be interesting. Um yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to this. I like Lord of the Rings. Um, I like The World. The Hobbit, meh. Didn't like it as much. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we'll see what they can come up with. Yeah. Um, you know what's funny? Like, I haven't seen any of the films, um, either Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit, but I am down to have a watch of this TV show. Um, you haven't seen any of the films? No, I do. You know me, man. I'm, 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 I'm um, what do you call it? I am very... When I say I'm not going to watch something because it's diverted from the books, I normally quite uh, stick to it. And at the time, again, because obviously I've heard that, you know, when they first released them, you know, they cut a lot of stuff out. But obviously they've now, like, done extended editions where it's, like, each uh, movie is, like, three and a half hours long. And it's, like, gone... Because I, I can't remember what year I was in when I read those books, but I read all the Lord of the Rings in it. I never read the Hobbit. Uh, but again, I was just like, well, if I've not seen Lord of the Rings and... I did, I say to myself, you know, one day I'm going to read The Hobbit before I see the movies. And I just didn't uh. bother. Um, but before, I've got a year till the se- a year and a bit till the series comes out. Um, but I will, you know, go and watch. Like, I've seen maybe one or two little clips from some of the fight scenes um, from the movies. But in terms of sitting down and watching them start to finish, I've, ne- I've not done that. Um, same with yeah. the Harry Potter franchise. Um, so at some point, I will, you know, find the um, extended edition and watch all three and have a little bit of a Lord of the Rings marathon. No, you should, man. I reckon you'll enjoy them. They're actually really good. Mm. Yeah. Like, they're the most, they're the most, it's probably the most consistent trilogy there is. Do you know what I mean? Out of like Harry Potter, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, do you know what I mean? All that stuff. It's the most consistent one in terms of all three movies are quality. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, there's not a shit one. They're all good. Yeah, yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. So, no, I definitely, I think you'd like them. Yeah. The first one probably doesn't have as much action as you'd oh, probably I want. I don't necessarily mind having the action, because, again, like, I know what the books, like, I read the book, yeah. I know the story. Yeah, true. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. so you might, you might, you might enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realise they, they'd changed. I thought, I, I was under the impression it was pretty, um, like, true to the original books. But again, I haven't read the book, so I don't know. You, 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 you know more than I do. Mm. Um, but yeah, so yeah, so that's that's um, Lord of the Rings show coming up. Uh, and last bit of general news: um, Trey Parker. Uh, oh, sorry, give me one second. Yeah. Uh, so Trey Parker and Matt Stone signed new deal to extend South Park through season thirty and make fourteen original made for stream movies exclusive for Paramount Plus starting with two films in 2021. Um, I have not seen every single episode of South Park, but I do enjoy South Park. Um, I was the child whose mum wouldn't let them watch South Park when it first started. 
Um, obviously, in in older life, I've watched them. Uh, I've watched the movies. Uh, I completed the first game. I got the second mm-hmm. game, but it wasn't as good as the first one. So I didn't. I didn't. It wasn't, was it? The was, first game was, was, a, first that, game was amazing. The first game was sick. The first game was dope, man. Uh, the first game, the, 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 stick of of, the stick of truth. That yeah, was the first that one. That was amazing. Stick. Yeah. And that one even had like, again, I don't know if the second one did, but the first one was tied into the show because mm. there was an episode and then it, it, it like had them all dressed as like the wizards and stuff doing yes, this shit. Yes, you're right, it did. It did. And, then it, and then it ended with them like grabbing the stick and saying, oh, this is the stick of truth. And then like that obviously led into the game. Yeah. Um, whereas the second one, they made it about superheroes, but I, th- I think they just changed up the gameplay mechanics too much. Yeah. And it just it wasn't as as fun. Like whereas the first one was just a straightforward, fun, um, like RPG, RPG kind of thing, turn turn based yeah. RPG. The second one, you could like move the pieces around, like move the characters around the, the area, and like you had to tactically move them and position them in the right it was it, they, it was bit, too much do you know what i mean was it a bit like um a fire emblem in a sense that you move your cracks around the map and then yeah they, I, I think yeah. i think it was a bit quite fire emblem the second one okay um, at that time that i started playing i'd never played a fire emblem so i was a little bit put off by it oh. um, in saying well, that, like a- in saying that i have I did play the Fire Emblem. Uh, I want to say Three Kingdoms. Um, mm-hmm. I started. I just didn't complete because like another game came out that I liked better, and I started playing that. So that is a game I need to go back to at some point and complete. All right, but that's good news. I, I I'm generally looking forward to more South Park because I really like South Park. Um, mm. Didn't really get into it until I was a bit older. Um, that again, like you know, having parents that you know. There's a certain things like I actually watch it in the house and whatnot. Mm. But surprisingly enough, when I turned um, 18, my cousin, who was what, 14, mm. he managed to get um, a DVD, I think it was episode, season 19 or something of, uh, was it, you know, maybe, no, maybe even older, but maybe season 15 or 16 of um, of um, South Park. Yeah. And I was, I was like, this kid does not realize to have a DVD of South Park. It was the Christmas special ones where, you know, there's the whole <laughs> um, Antichrist being born and the yeah. orgy and all that business. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good stuff. So, yeah. Jer- Jer- <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and the good thing about it as well is that it's coming out on Paramount Plus. So it's all going to be streaming, which means, you know, to all, the, to all the pirates out there, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <Awesome>. RM, <laughs> this would be good, good times. Um, but yeah, so I think we're on season 20 something right now, maybe 24 or 25. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, so we're getting, um, we're going to be beyond season 30 after this deal and 14 original movies, like yeah. starting with two films this year. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's a lot of, of South Park. I'm up for it. I love South Park. I've always loved it. Uh, it's funny my dad used to hate it like he used to just think oh it's just that stupid show about kids swearing like it's not funny what's funny about that Mm. but when I think Team America turned him around on it because he watched Team America and he loved it and I was like that's the same people that made South Park Mm -hmm. so he started watching South Park and then he gets the humour now and he's like no it's actually it's actually very clever it's very smart humour like it, it it's one of those things where on the surface it looks dumb and stupid, but it's actually very smart, very well written. Mm-hmm. And 
it, the the quality has has maintained. If anything, is better than it's ever been. Do you know what I mean? Like they're not the quality of the episodes haven't dipped. Like it's not like Simpsons where it's like yeah, South Park used to be great and now it's just like they just still make it for the sake of making it. No, South Park is still in on its in top form. Like it's really good. Yeah. Like have you guys? Did you guys see the lockdown episode? I saw yeah, the, lockdown the lockdown lockdown episode, special. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was fucking joke. So that was so funny, man. I like that. Right now, this current season is doing very well for me. Um, I'm enjoying every single episode that's coming out. I think there's only maybe four episodes up now, mm-hmm. um, and each one has just been funny. You know, it's because exactly get it. South Park parallels real life, and so yeah. so yeah, it's just a great watch. It's just satire. You know, it allows you to take the piss at certain things. Um, yeah take the piss out of things that are most sacred to us, like, you know, religion, politics, huh. religion, mm. et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, it has not, it has not suffered from the pandemic. I think it's only gone better. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so yeah, that's, that's good news um, for South Park fans. And yeah, that's general news. So um, we can move on to comic book news now, if, if everyone's ready. Yep, yep, let's get it. Cue the music. Over ever. Okay, comic book news. So, um, we'll start off with some Marvel stuff. Um, James Gunn. I don't know why this is news, to be honest, but I saw it and I thought it was funny, so I wanted to include it as news as well. But James Gunn has confirmed the title of the third Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Can anyone guess what it might be called? <laughs> Considering the second one was called Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. What do we think the third one's called? Volume X. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. That's right. You win the prize. <laughs> oh, yeah. I so apparently, apparently this was worthy of news and worthy of a whole article just to, t- <laughs> just to tell us <laughs> that it's going to be called Volume 3. But yeah, that's, um, that's that. Uh Scarlett Johansson. So this has been the big news that yes, everyone's been talking yes. about. Scarlett Johansson is suing Disney over the Black uh, over Black Widow premiere access release on Disney Plus. Um, apparently, it was in her contract that this would be an exclusively theatrical release. Um, her wage, her, her pay that she's going to be getting is dependent on the um, amount that the movie makes in cinema. So the more the movie makes, the more she makes. Um, so she's like releasing it on Premiere on Disney Plus. He's taking away from people from the numbers who would have seen it in cinema, which is taken away from her pocket. Um, that's her argument. Disney have come back and said, um, like they're they're very disappointed um in her lack of what do they say sympathy um, empathy uh-huh. for the pandemic empathy for the pandemic mm. thank you yeah and the fact that people are dying um and no, in do fact you, no, do you know what no no no, no. you know what fuck this it because if this had been the other way around yeah or someone was like pirating their movies or you know someone was like you know was using their copyright yeah 
Disney will be coming for them. So nah, like they knew what the contract they they knew what the contract entailed. They had more than enough time with the amount of times that they pushed it back to invite to the table and rewrite the rewrite the contract if it needed to be. Um, Unfortunately, we do not know exactly what's said in the contract yet. But if it stated that you know all her bonuses was gonna be from um, the threat to Alicia, then they screwed her, and she's entitled. Yeah, but see, this is the thing. Yeah, this is the thing. I get what you're saying. I fully get what you're saying. But the statement I saw from Disney, uh, again, it was vague. And again, I don't know the details of the contracts and what was agreed behind closed doors. But the the spokesman for Disney, again, who said she lacks empathy and all this and that, he said that releasing it on Disney Plus is actually adding to what Scarlett Johansson is earning. So I think she is... Whatever agreement they had for the theatrical release, mm. I think the same thing applies to the Disney Plus. So all the money that they make from the Premier Access, she's going to earn a percentage of it. So she could <coughs> she could say, all right, but with Premier Access, all you need to do is pay the $30 or the 20, the 20 pounds or whatever, and a whole family can watch it for yeah. that price. Whereas in cinema, you'd have to buy individual tickets. Yeah, I mean, However... However, during this pandemic, if it was an exclusively theatrical release, there are people that won't go to the cinema because yeah, like of the me. pandemic. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like me. There are people that won't go to the cinema. And having premier access is actually increasing the amount of people that are paying to see it or are seeing it. Even though it might not be as much as it would have been if like, a family of five went to the cinema. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You're making about 100 100 pounds or whatever yeah yeah whereas if they're watching on premier access they're paying about 20 pounds and they can all watch it yeah as many times as they want Mm. so Mm. i get it then she's not making as much money as if that family went to the cinema but that family may not have gone to the cinema Mm. so you could look at as you're missing out on money because you could have been making more or you could look at it as all right we're making the best out of a shit situation Mm. and actually it being released on premier access is actually increasing what I'm going to earn. Because yeah. if it wasn't, then all I'd be getting was the cinema sales. And a lot of people aren't still aren't comfortable going That's cinema. So, yeah. so they'll pay for Premier Access. Yeah. yeah. Again, I, I mean, I, and she wouldn't be getting that if it wasn't available on Premier Access. L- like you said, it depends on how much she gets on Premier Access compared to the thing. Because let's say, for example, with the, Holly- the, um, the cinema revenue, she gets maybe 20%. But then with <coughs> the Premier Access, she only might get 5%. And it's uh. also one of those ones, yeah, the, the the sticular thing is, yeah, if you have it on Premier Access, yeah, you don't have, you discourage, I want to say discourage, yeah, but let's put it this way, yeah. If you were someone that wasn't going to go cinema because of like, you know, normally because of the pandemic and stuff, yeah, Black Widow might have been a movie that would have tempted you out of it. But the fact that it was released on the same day at Premier Access, you're you're gonna be like, well, I'm just gonna play it safe and stay at home. Hmm. I understand what you're saying. So with me, here's what I think, right? So right now, the only after being in lockdown for however many months or a year and over a year and a bit, well, right? Anyway, um, over a year and a half. Anyway, 
you are right, Nano, in saying that having the Disney access released on the same day as the theatrical release will definitely cut into profits. It definitely does, because you're right. If you were to go to cinema, watch this. If you're prepared to go to cinema, watch this. And now you can watch it at home. Yes, they lose out on their revenue and everything else, right? Mm. Um, caveats to that is that you have cinemas that haven't been open. And if they do open, they're only open for a limited amount of time. So you have no idea if people would be encouraged to go to cinema, regardless of the fact that um, Scott, uh, Scarlet, uh, which was, sorry, Scarlet, which, sorry, Black Widow was uh, being shown in cinemas, right? I mean, Demon Slayer, again, be a Demon Slayer, right? Because I love Demon Slayer so much, mm. I went out and watched, I went out and watched it, right? And also because you might be able to watch it, I said, cool, go watch it. And also, yeah. um, a girlfriend and her friend went to watch it. Yeah, cool. So I completely understand that. Mm. Yeah. People who want to watch uh, Black Widow, yeah, this all goes somewhere, blah, 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 right? Yeah. But it is still it is still in times where you know companies have actually accommodated. <laughs> they were always going to do this, but I reckon <laughs> companies are accommodating more for people staying at home and you know having people stay at home and still watch things and still getting to pay extra for things because one, the company wants to make more money, and two, they want to be look in for commerce ethical. So I can see that okay, maybe you won't get as many people going to cinemas because. Right now, I think cinemas are still doing terribly in terms of revenue, because, yeah. again, because of the lockdowns. Um, only places in the, in the world that are doing well for cinemas are Japan, China, um, basically kind of pretty much uh, quite a few countries in uh, Southeast Asia. Mm. Um, whereas in Western whereas Western countries, it's, it's hardly any. I mean, Nana, I'm sure it's anecdotal for you, Nana, but I'm sure you can testify against seeing that many people in a cinema. Um, um again it's, it's it's tricky isn't it? because like i normally go to the cinema when it's like dead anyway like my 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 local cinema stream isn't like one of the major cinemas do you know what i mean and mm. again because like i do shift work i can go in the middle of the day when like literally it's me and bob like <laughs> there's yeah. <laughs> literally for some of the stuff i go there's no one else but like you kind of like i said you kind of said some of the argument for me in terms of when you said that you know you risked in a sense, COVID for Demon Slayer because it's the only way to like see it legit legitimately, and you wanted a good experience. Where you know Disney removed that that privilege in a sense for Scarlet or that push for Scarlet Johansson. And again, like until we can see fully what the terms and conditions were the contract, yeah, we'll never know it. But like for me, just on Disney being such a big, massive company, like. I feel like they knew what they were doing. That's like me. Let's say me and you both own, own a chicken shop in it. Yeah, you sell your two pieces of chicken and chips for three pounds, but then I come in and I sell my two pieces of chicken and chips at two pound fifty. Like, yes, you might have some loyal customers that are still gonna gonna go to your chicken shop and pay three pounds, but a lot of people are just like, well, I want to just pay two pound fifty for the chicken. And, do, you, do you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so it, 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 yeah. So I just feel like this is just being a bit deep in it. Um, I think, lastly, right, um, just, just to add, I'd, again, didn't Disney also do the same thing? I know Corella is also one that um, that ex- uh, experienced something very, very similar. Yeah, But, but it, didn't it also happen with Ryan the Last Dragon and things like that, um, where so it was on Premiere? It, it, it does, not it? But also, we don't know what the contracts are like, innit? And obviously, like, yeah. they did this, like, this is where it's so sticky, innit? Yeah. And it... it it could potentially add to some sexism and stuff like that as well, yeah? Because Jungle Cruise has been done exactly the same thing, innit? Yeah? Mm-hmm. The Rock's come out and said he's not going to sue, innit? But at the same time, yeah, The Rock could have easily been paid 80 million for Jungle Cruise 
without Bro, any, anything on top. Do you, know, do you know how much money Scarlett Johansson has already made off of that? Scarlett Johansson company does that same thing, yeah. Of, 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 she's of, made millions, bruv. Tens of millions. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, no. I'm, I'm not saying she's not made tens of millions, but in terms of, like, let's say, like, Captain America and all them guys having their own solo movie, yeah, and in terms of, like, mm. The Rock, yeah, his demand and his contract, yeah, could be, let's say, for example... I am going to get paid 300 million and then the whatever revenue is on top in it. Yeah. Where for, let's say for ScarJo, they might have, you know, given her 80 million plus whatever is on top. So it's very easy for The Rock to say, nah, I'm not going to sue Disney. Well, he's already got 300 million. He, exactly. You can say the exact same argument for ScarJo you had. Nah, you Scarlett can't. Nah, you can't. You can't. You can't. Why, why, why can't you? Because she's, The she's Rock's. A main, she's, a, she's a mainstay. But well, she's Marvel, not on The Rock kind of. Yeah, she's a mainstay and they've, and they've only just given her first solo movie and she don't have the put, like, like she, I think, I think, yeah, again, because you said this is a her first solo movie. Yeah, I think the reason she's suing, yeah, is because it's she's like, not that great. Of, she's not, not that interesting of a character. Period. That's what I think. I mean, honestly, no, I think she's, that she's she's not she's not worthy of having her own movie. I don't think anyway. I, yeah. Whenever when everyone was like, oh, we need a Black Widow movie. Why hasn't there been a Black Widow movie yet? I'm like, fuck. Who cares? It wasn't, I don't yeah, need. Yeah. I don't need a Black Widow movie. Like, mm. I was not waiting for that. Mm. So, it's a pointless movie in the first place. But the reason I think she's doing it is not revenge or, like, it's kind of petty in a way. Because the I reason she's is. only getting her first solo movie now, I think I mentioned this the last time I was on, was because of the contract. Yeah. Her original contract stated she would only be in team-up movies mm. and she would be, um, like, support, support role. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So she'd be in like Iron Man, Captain America, Avengers, mm. team up movies. That was her contract and she was stuck into it and she couldn't make a solo movie until that original contract was complete. Yeah. After Avengers Endgame, it was complete. So now they negotiated, okay, now you can have your first solo movie, blah, 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 blah. And then the pandemic hit and then her film got delayed, got delayed, got delayed, got delayed, and then it got released online. Mm. So she's like, well, no, fuck this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, fuck yeah. that. I've been waiting for like 20 years for this shit. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Or however long. So I think it's her like, well, you wouldn't give me a solo movie because of contracts. Mm. So let's talk about contracts then, shall we? I believe in my new contract, yeah. it says I was going to get a theatrical exclusive release. Mm. And uh, do you know what I mean? So well, the same way again, they like, for had me, previously I, been... I, in, in this situation, yeah, I support her pay. I support because obviously, yes, the pandemic is affected things, yeah. But, and you know, so let's say, for example, yeah, not non-pandemic here. This movie potentially makes a billion pounds. Yeah, and no. she, which we no, <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> There's no way this movie matter. would have made this, a billion. This, 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 this is arbitrary numbers, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm, 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 yeah. I'm just making it nice round numbers, isn't it? Yeah, let's yeah, say yeah, a billion, right, yeah. and let's say she got twenty five percent of the profit profit from that. You know, that's a large yeah, number. Okay. I'm pretty sure that's not going to be the case. Yeah, that yeah. easily. And let's say her salary was fifty million. Yeah. 250 plus 50 she's made 300 million now let's yeah. say now because of the pandemic and because of everything going on she still gets a salary of 50 million but because of disney's decision to make <coughs> it premier access as well you know maybe let's say the box office was only 200 million but if disney hadn't made that decision maybe the box office could have made 500 million like you know, 25% of 200 million is 50 million, but 25% of 500 million is what? What's that? Uh, quick maths, 125 million. Tw that's almost yeah. 
three times. That's nearly three times more what she could have made if Disney didn't hoe her. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, but at the same time, but again, Disney, you're you're acting like Disney don't like money. Like yeah. they didn't research the hell out of this and come up with the best possible solution. No, but to make ah, money. See, okay, yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yes, but th- this is this is this is the, the stickler. Yeah, the best way of making money in this situation benefits Disney more than it does Scarlett Johansson because again, we don't know what the breakdown is for the premier access. So the the whole reason why, like, remember that whole time when um there was a period where um a lot of cinema um who was what was that studio that was like oh we're not going to put our things into into the cinema or we're only going to do it for like one week and then we're going to do it on our, on our own on HBO our own platform like and then basically it might have been HBO and yeah. the cinema was like or well, Paramount or something like that yeah and the cinema was like well that works out great for you because now instead of getting let's say 25% of the box office you're now getting 80% of the box office because it's on your streaming service like yeah. you're hoeing us so again, yes, it might be a great way for Disney to make money because it's their streaming service. Let's say out of that thirty pounds that everyone pays, Disney might get twenty eight pounds of that. Then two pound then get splits on everyone else. Where again, if it's let's say, you know, a family of four spending fifteen pounds a ticket, that's sixty pounds. Maybe out of that sixty pounds, Disney might only get twenty pounds out of that because obviously then you know money's got to go to the distributors, which again is Disney itself. But um, and the fears. They're, you know, £20 or, or close enough £30. Obviously, as a business owner, I want to take the option that gives me the more money, even if that kind of screws other people. And it's also one of those ones, yeah, they don't need her no more. They can hold her now because they don't need her to come back. She's done. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm. So, it can, it, can, it can be a little bit vindictive in that saying, like, well, thank you for your service. You know, you, you worked for cheap for us for many years. Now that we don't need you and we have to pay you top dollar... Well, we're not going to pay you top dollar because we don't need you no more. Yeah. But then at the same time, I don't know, man. It's like, imagine, imagine that. Let's go to your chicken shop thing. Yeah. yeah? Imagine I've got a chicken shop. Yeah. And I'm like, no, no, I want you to come in on this chicken shop with me. Yeah. Give you 25% of everything that's sold in the chicken shop. Yeah. You're like, all right, cool, cool. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah? But then the pandemic hits. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, do you know what? Not as many people are coming to the chicken shop because no one wants to leave their house. Mm. So I'm going to do a delivery service as well. Yeah. That wasn't part of our original deal, mm. but I'll give you 10% of the delivery stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. You're still going to be making more money than if I didn't do anything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If I just sat there and said, all right, you can still have your 25%. But you're getting of nothing, 25% of nothing. Or you can have 10% of something yeah. do you know what i mean but again it's 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 more so that they've pushed it back to a time like again in like your chicken example of the restaurants being closed is a great it is a great analogy yeah but then it's at a time yeah where the restaurants are open so if you mm. don't have the delivery like let's say you're someone that's banging yeah and people would normally come for your food yeah and you've been closed all this time and you haven't been doing deliveries yeah now you reopen and you say guys we're open you can come back to the store but at the same time, we're going to do um, deliveries. You're less people are like, well, if I can just order from home, I'm going to, like, how many times have you been like, mm, I could, you know, just go to the shop and get the food or I could just order Uber Eats, even though, yeah. do you know what I mean? And, not, and most of the time, when you order from Uber Eats and stuff, you spend more wow. money because you got to pay for the delivery mm. service, stuff like that. But then yeah. what you got to understand, yeah, when it comes to Uber Eats and stuff like that, yeah, the extra money you're paying 
doesn't go to the restaurant, it goes to Uber Eats. So in this situation, the extra money you're paying the premium access, don't go to Scarlett Johansson, <laughs> it goes to Disney. So All she's right, getting me... old. <laughs> All right, so, so here's my thing. I think I think to sum up what my thinking is, mm. here's the thing, right? So from Scarlett Johansson's point of view, I think that, and this is something team mentioned earlier as well, that movie's been delayed, 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 delayed. Mm. Um, now that it's been released, it's been released at a shit time, but it's also COVID and stuff like that. A lot of theaters aren't open and whatnot, right? But mm. because your contract states that you're, you're, you gain money based on theater releases, mm. obviously you'll feel some type of way that it's down on Disney Plus. And again, we don't know the details of the contract, we've stated several times. Yeah. So it could be that she's actually not getting any money from the premier access to yeah. Disney Plus, right? From Disney's side, it's the case that because of COVID advance, a lot of people go into cinemas anyway. It's easy for people to watch it. Yes, it's, you're not going to get the same footfall or same amount of uh, return investment yeah. you would in the box office as you would in, um, sorry, yeah, you would in box office um, normally. Mm. So let's put a Disney Plus so at least you get something from that. Again, they don't, we don't know if Disney gets all the money or something because it's Scarlett Johansson, right? So that's, mm. that's, those are the two sides of it, right? So I think where everything becomes a bit more, I guess, mired in just, you know, I guess jargon, jargon and whatnot is the fact that um, T and I have already stated that she's not really, well, for us anyway, she's not really a character worthy of having their own movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, if Sam Wilson without Cap- without uh, um, Falcon with a Soldier was to have his own movie, I would have watched that. He's he's a side character to me. Yeah. Um, if Hawkeye Hawkeye is having his own movie, I'm not tempted to watch Hawkeye because again, he's uh, he's not a, he's a support character for me. Mm. Spider Man, I watch. I'm there for a Hawkeye. Do you know what I mean? Sure. That's yeah. That's what I'm saying. If if if, if I mean, I'm again, sorry, if it's a show, I'd be more inclined to watch uh, watch a Black Widow show. Mm. So for me, it's the case that you also have to think about where people see her. Well, where people see Black Widow. Do they see her as someone who's worthy of having their own role, uh, having a movie or not? If that's the case, then see, I, I, they, I, they don't I, see her. That I feel like it's also that people pull people away from cinema. Um, I feel like then, sorry, sorry, let me sorry, I need to drop here. Yeah, I feel like you guys are in a minority in this because I feel like a lot of people did want to see a Black Widow movie. So yeah, I I think a lot of people did, and I don't understand why. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. That's why I think <laughs> you're in the minority. And like I said, yeah, this this is this mm. is a thing like. I, I can't find the exact figure in it. And I'm I'm trying to Google it and trying to look it up here. But didn't yeah. like Gal Gadot and Patty Jenkins get like a 10 million golden handshake to have Wonder Woman put on HBO Max? Listen, Wonder, I, Wonder Woman, I, was, I, I didn't really want to watch Wonder Woman when I watched the movie. I actually enjoyed the movie. But that's because... That's because of like other things, not to do with yeah. like one. But, but this is what I'm saying. If 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 the um, president's kind of been set a little bit, like if HBO Max realized that actually, you know what? Because of the way your contract is set up here, and because we're in a pandemic here, we can't technically honor this contract. We're gonna like compensate you in it. Disney mm. didn't even bother say like, you know what? We're gonna try and sort you out. We're gonna cut. And like I said, they had more. Like again, I haven't seen the quote, the exact quote in it. But for when Kevin Feige comes out and says like, uh, I, I wish Disney had handled this a bit different and handled it a little bit better. Um, mm. you, know, you know, you got some issues there. Right, I did not I expect mean, us to go so deep into this. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but again, so with, with Disney as well, yeah, you're right that Disney can also do a thing where they say that we're going to take all the money um, and not share any of your cards your hands. So I do understand those those two aspects. Um, but I think it's also, I think a decision if I'm, um, if I'm being honest, I never ever sided with the company. Um, but on this occasion, 
again, it's I think with Scarlett Johansson as well. I think it's also the case that because she's also actually Ah, so for me personally, right? So in, in addition to this whole fiasco of Disney Plus, right? Her past comments she said about the Black Widow character as well, and everything like that. For me, anyway, I don't know. I don't know how Disney feel about it, but maybe it could also be something that you know Disney say or the Marvel have said. Actually, we don't really like what she said about how she was portrayed as Black Widow and you know Iron Man and all that stuff as well. But I think that's I think that's besides the point here. Um, but I think for me personally, I just feel like she's making extra noise. Mm. Just because she wants to get as much money as she can from this last hoorah and it's mm. not going her way. So I understand both aspects of it. So I'm sort of on the fence of it, but mm. I do want to include the nuances in there as well. Uh, yeah. Just so just so that people listen to us, you know, can pay a full, full broad, like a full picture. Mm. Um, and then, you know, they can make their decisions on that. Yeah, no, again, it's just one of those ones like normally, like, I, f- I feel like I'm normally on the other side of it for once. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm pro the woman. I'm pro like her getting her money. Do you know what I mean? So I'm just, that's why I'm kind of like being even more argumentative than I normally am. Cause again, normally I'll probably be like, I'm a teaser. like, mm, I'm a side with Disney, but I just feel like if I was in her shoes, I, I like, even though, yes, I'm rich. Yes. But like, this is how the rich stay richer. This is how, you know, yeah but at the same time some of it is also principle in my yeah but at the same time yeah i feel like in a way i don't know if this is the correct expression to apply Mm. but it's like she's cut off her nose to spite her face do you know what i mean Mm, like i get she i get she she may be in terms of contracts and stuff maybe she may have a leg to stand on but disney is a fucking giant yeah do you know what i mean Disney is a fucking giant and they've got lawyers that will fuck you up. Do you know what I mean? They've got Jewish fucking giant <laughs> lawyers. Yeah. And like Disney, bruv, do you know how sick Disney's lawyers are? They got the copyright laws changed. Mm. The copyright laws changed because of Disney. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because of a, a, a lawsuit they was going through or something, they changed it. That's how powerful they are. Mm. Because if it was according to the original copyright laws, something like you can only have copyright on a, on a property for a certain amount of years. Like let's yeah. say it's like 75 years or something like mm. that. So after 75 years, it goes into public domain, which is why anyone can make a Frankenstein film yeah. or anyone can make a Dracula. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. that's in the public domain now. So... Mick, it was coming to the point where Mickey Mouse was about to enter the public domain. Yeah. So anyone could have used Mickey Mouse. And Disney were like, fuck that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. ours. So they did whatever legal shit and got the copyright laws changed. So it's longer now. Yeah. It's now something like 95 years or 100 years or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So they've, So that's how powerful they are. That's the effect they can have. Yeah. So Scarlett Johansson thinks she's going to walk into court with this contract and get anything done. No, mate. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. You fucked yourself. Mm. Because, yeah, not only are you going to lose this case, you're going to lose because Disney don't lose court cases. Yeah. I'm sorry. Mm. But also, you've now fucked your career because do you think Disney's going to hire you for anything after this? Yeah. And surely you want to be in Disney's good books. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You want to be making that Disney money as long as you can. Yeah. Yeah. And Disney are good to their loyal actors. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, if you're good for them, they'll put you in everything and yeah. you make that Disney money. 
But if you try and sue them over some <laughs> bullshit that's not even their fault, then you can fuck off. Yeah? I'm glad Black Widow's dead. You can fuck off. You're not going to be in any more Disney movies. All right, you know, Do you know what I mean? We spent way too much time on this. Let's, be, let's move on now. Sorry. I didn't, All right. It, 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 was, it was a nice discussion, though. I liked it, but let's move yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so what have we got next? So sticking with Disney. Um, <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, so Marvel have announced that the Hawkeye show will premiere on Disney Plus November 24th this year. Um, so where are we now? We're in August, September, November. So we're about three months. So by the time What If is finished, it won't be that long until Hawkeye starts. So yeah, so I mean, Disney Plus has been pretty consistent. Do you know what I mean, it seems like there's always been something on between Marvel, Star Wars, Pixar, and just Disney. Do you know what I mean? It feels like there's always been a show on to watch on Disney Plus, so that's been good. Um, so yeah, so speaking of Disney Plus, uh, what if, as we said, is coming out next week? Premiere is next week on the 11th, which I think is a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, however, due to the effects of COVID 19, mm-hmm. uh, Marvel's What If series uh, episode count has dropped from the originally planned 10 episodes, it's now gone down to nine episodes, mm-hmm. and this is for both series one and series two, which apparently there's going to be a series two. Mm-hmm. Um, both were pl- originally planned to have 10 episodes. They had to cut it back. It's now only nine episodes for both series. Um, one of the episodes that was going to be in series one, they've pushed back to series two. Um, and yeah, so we're, go- we're only getting nine episodes. So nine weeks of, of this show. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is just a bit of information on the show. So we were told that the voice cast would be original actors from the movies. Mm-hmm. However, it's not all of them. Um, it will not be featuring Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, it won't be featuring Chris Evans as Captain America. It won't be featuring Tom Holland as Spider-Man. It definitely won't be fucking featuring Scarlett Johansson <laughs> as Black Widow. Um, it won't have Brie Larson as Captain Marvel, and it won't have Elizabeth Olsen as Scarlet Witch. So those are the actors who will not feature in the show. However, there are a shit ton of actors who will be featuring in it who are from the movies. So I've got a list here. I'm just going to go through it real quick. Uh, Jamie Alexander as Lady Sif. Hayley Atwell as Peggy Carter, Angela Bassett as Ramonda, um, Paul Bettany as Vision, uh, Leslie Bibb as Christine Everhart. I don't know who that is off the top of my head. Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa, Josh Brolin as Thanos, Clancy Brown as Serta, Don Cheadle as War Machine, um, Carrie Coon as Proxima Midnight, Dominic Cooper as Howard Stark, Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange, uh, David something as Kurt. I don't even know who that is. Don't know why that's there. Benicio Del Toro as The Collector. Kat Dennings as Darcy. Michael Douglas as Hank Pym. John Favreau as Happy Hogan. Karen Gillian as Nebula. Jeff Goldblum as The Grandmaster. Seth Green as Howard the Duck. Clark Gregg as Phil Coulson. Frank, Frank Grillo as Crossbones. Sean Gunn as Craglin. Denai Guerrero as Okoye. Chris Hemsworth as Thor. Tom Hiddleston as Loki. Oh, Digimon Hounzo. As Korath the Pursuer. <laughs> Why do you say still say Digimon? Digimon. <laughs> Digimon. 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 Hanzo. Digimon. Other Hanzos. Anyway. Um, 
Where was I? You made me mess up. I was on a roll. Uh, Rachel House has uh, Topaz. I don't know who that is. Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury. Um, Toby Jones as Arnim Zola. Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger. Um, John Canny as T'Chaka. Evangeline Lilly as Wasp. Someone as someone. I don't know who that is. <laughs> Rachel McAdams as Christine Palmer. Um... Neil McDonough as Dum Dum Dugan, Natalie Portman, uh, who may be taking on the mantle of Thor in this show. Um, although I doubt it because, again, I don't think I wrote this, but apparently some of the What If episodes that they wrote, they they um, weren't allowed because the story concepts for each, for these particular episodes, they were told were actually already being used in the live action movies. Okay. So one of the episodes of the What If show, they were told that's actually pretty much the story of Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Mm -hmm. So they couldn't use that. Um, there was uh, there was some other stuff that they wanted to put in there. Um, but again, they, they got told no, they couldn't do it because it's happening in live action. I think, I think actually, I think um, Natalie Portman as Thor is one of those things. They wanted to do Lady Thor and they got told no. So actually, I think that is incorrect. Um, yeah, she would probably just be Jane Foster still because uh, she's going to be Lady Thor in Love and Thunder. Um, Jeremy Renner is there as Hawkeye, Michael Rucker as Yondu, Paul Rudd as Ant-Man, Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner, Kurt Russell as Ego, Andy Serkis as Claw, Kobe Smulders as Maria Hill, Sebastian Stan as Bucky Barnes, um, George St. Pierre as Batroc de Lipa, uh, Chris Sullivan as Taserface, mm -hmm. Tilda Swinton as the Ancient One, Stanley Tucci as Oh, um uh, Erskine, yeah, the, the the German doctor, I just remembered who that was. Mm -hmm. Um Emily Van Camp as Sharon Carter, Tom v something something Lord, Lord, as Ebony Moore, Taiko Ati Yeah. <laughs> Taiko Atiti as Korg. Uh, Bradley Whitford as John Flynn, Benedict Wong as Wong, and Jeffrey Wright uh, is going to be in the show as The Watcher. Um, so that is a fucking amazing cast. Um, yeah. So looking forward to that. Um, set photos. We've had a couple of set photos drop from some Marvel movies. Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, set photo drop showing Spider-Man visiting Doctor Strange. Um, Doctor Strange is standing outside the Sanctorum and Spider-Man is like across the road up on something. So uh, we knew he was in the movie, but it's just nice to see them together. Um, oh, and uh, some toilers, actually, some new toilers. Mm -hmm. Um there has been a Spider-Man figure released mm -hmm. that has Doctor Strange's uh, cloak of levitation. Uh, and I think it is part of the What If series because in the trailer for the What If we did see Spider-Man wearing Doctor Strange's cloak. Mm -hmm. But the toilet is, um, it kind of spoiled the context of what episode that Spider-Man will be in. And apparently the toy said something about it's called zombie hunter spider-man mm -hmm. so i'm assuming that the spider-man with the cloak of levitation will take place in the zombie the marvel zombies episode of the what if show 
um, maybe Spider-Man is one of the lost survivors. Doctor Strange has already been zombified. So the cloak of levitation has come to Spider-Man to kind of help him, uh, do you know what I mean, take on these zombies. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a minor little little toilers right there. Um, so, yeah, set photos. So Thor, Love and Thunder set photos have been released that reveal Christian Bell as Gore the God Butcher. Mm-hmm. Um, he looks okay. He looks like one of those guys that dresses up as a statue and just stands there. And then you have to give them money in their hat. Do you know what I mean? Like those people in London. Mm-hmm. Or he looks like like White Vision, like in, in hiding or something because he's got the cloak around his head. But, I mean, it doesn't look great. It looks, it looks okay. And it looks like... It looks fairly comic book accurate, like he's all white. But I feel like there will be a lot of post-production done on him. And he should look a lot better by the time it's finished. Because I mean, like he's got like he's got this sword that's like I don't know how to explain it. Like it's like a sword, but then it can like turn to like liquid and it goes round. Do you know what I mean? Like how do you how do how am I trying to describe that? I think in the comics it was revealed that it is some form of symbiote. Do you know what I mean? So it's kind of like that thing. It's like black stuff on him, but then it can like. It's a sword. It comes into a sword. So anyway, I, I think there's going to be a lot of post-production work on that. Mm-hmm. But it's still, it's good to see the direction that they're going with. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so moving on to DC. Uh, Sweet Tooth has been renewed for season two, which is good news. We are happy about right. that. I really enjoyed that first season. I'm very happy that we're getting a season two. Um, there was a little video of like all the actors from season one kind of confirming it and just being excited about having season two. Uh, and the last bit of comic book news, uh, more leaked photos. This was from the flash movie. Um, we have seen what the new flash suit looks like. Looks a lot more comic book inspired. Um, the colors look more bold, like the red and the yellow kind of really stand out. Uh, and just the design, like the, the little, lightning bolts on the side of his helmet stand out more like they're more of a clear yellow rather than like a kind of gold kind of color like it all blended in before now it's kind of really stands out and kind of pops the colors really pop um but the same guy that released that picture um revealed that apparently henry cavill was seen on set uh so Maybe him as Superman will be featured in this movie. Uh, that's not been confirmed at all. That's just what this guy says. Uh, but he also said that uh, the villain of this movie will be a version of Reverse Flash, but this version will also be played by Ezra Miller. Mm. So that makes me think it's not going to be the same Reverse Flash from like the comics it's going to be like their own version of it. And it probably will be like, yeah, it it probably won't be the same character. It will probably be like some kind of, um, like a variant of the flash Mm -hmm. in a different multiverse or whatever, because we had previously seen, um, set photos of Ezra Miller walking down the road with another actor who looks a lot like Ezra Miller wearing very similar clothes to what the flash wore. <clears throat> like civilian clothes mm. but also he had like 
this kind of, I don't know what you call it, like a thing above his head that looks like that's what's going to be used to kind of replace his face with Ezra Miller's face, do you know what I mean, digitally later. Yeah. So that sounds like it could be true. Uh, to be honest, I don't care. Um, <laughs> I'm watching this movie for Batman's, <laughs> really, if I'm honest. Um, but yeah, so that, that's it. That's comic book news. Nice. Well, that was a lot, boy. All right, yeah. let's get to some anime and manga. Anime and manga. I don't know. My Hero Academia, the movie, uh, World's Heroes Mission, the third anime film of the of the My Hero Academia franchise, is now released in Japan, earning three hundred ten million yen, which is equivalent to two point eight one million dollars on its first day. So uh, yeah, that's a lot. And My Hero Academia. I mean, the last movie I watched, which was uh, Two Heroes, absolutely amazing and a great soundtrack and everything. Um, so I expected also this one to be equally as good. Funimation has begun streaming the Dungeon Black um, of Company. So the Dungeon uh, Black of Company in English dubs. Uh, that's an anime I'm watching. I highly recommend it. It's very, very funny. Um, I've already described it several times on the show. So yeah, if you want to listen to that, then check out our previous episodes. Um, Funimation UK October releases include Goblin Slayer, Goblin's Crown, I think that's the movie. Uh, Tenshi Miyo, War on Geminar, that's uh, the English translation of that is Sage Machine Master Story in the Different Worlds, which is an isekai. And the Macros Saga. So besides Goblin Slayer, Goblin's Crown, um, Sage Machine Master Story in a Different World and Macro Saga are all older anime, which I've seen and highly recommend. Um... And last for the anime news, Sony Pictures has begun streaming the Iron Man anime series on Throwback Tunes YouTube channel. So if you watch the Iron Man anime series, I think it was released in around 2012, same as, you know, the Blade and Wolverine animes, then you can definitely check it out there. Nice. For the manga news, Terraformers will be making a return since it's a definite hiatus in 2019. Nice. As soon as the writer's health improves. So it looks like it's not it hasn't been just abandoned. It's they were just literally waiting for the writers uh, to write the writer to get better, I, and hopefully I, the writer does get better. I hope that they uh, continue the anime. So the anime is amazing, um, mm-hmm. a lot darker than I was expecting at first. Um, I did start reading the manga, but I can't remember whether I got to the end or not, and then dropped off. I want to say, I I, I, like slight, ever so slight spoilers, but I got to the point where like they were back on earth in a sense and that's all i want to say so I'm yeah not... yeah i agree with you that's that's where i am right now so it, it was that where it stopped is that where the manga stopped yeah the manga stopped so the, the if the if the manga does continue i mean for me the last bit i i read was um yeah the the cockroaches were starting to make or the you know uh the mars the mars species were you know, making some moves in on Earth. Yeah, I might have to. So, I might have to message you yeah. there to find out what chapter it is, and I might like start maybe like ten chapters back because yeah, like what came first? Did this come before uh, Attack on Titans? Yeah, it did. Oh, did it? Wait, wait, wait hang on a sec. Because this is very similar to Attack on Titans, where like 
no character is safe. Like, you feel like a character is going to play like a, a, well, not maybe not important, but you feel like a character is going to be like cool. And then next week, you know, their head's been decap- decap- decapitated. Decapitated. Or yeah, they're missing yeah. like half their body. Or like, it's proper gore. Like, it's proper gory. And like, it caught me by surprise. Yeah. Um, I, I, I want to say it came afterwards because I wasn't as shocked with, you know, with the death and stuff like that, I think that's because I was desensitized to it after watching, um, Attack on Titan. Uh, obviously Attack on Titan and, um, uh, what's the other one? Game of Thrones. Yeah. So, I think, I think the anime came out, um, uh, I'm, I'm tempted to say it came out 2014. Mm. Well, e- e- either way, it's, it's, it's one that, you know, I would like to go back on and like, be able to say I finished it because it was a really good story. Um, yeah. The action scenes were done well. The relationships with different characters were, were really cool. And it, like I said, with the anime, it was really done well. Um, so yeah, I hope I hope he does recover from his health and he finishes the manga as it was intended. Yeah. Um. Just so, just as as a, as an adage, uh, there is a terrible boss film which came out in twenty sixteen, mm-hmm. April twenty sixteen. So if you want to see a live action of that anime. Um, I don't know uh, exactly where you go to watch, um, you know, your movies stuff like that, but it's available. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll add that bit in there, and that brings us to the end of the anime and manga news. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um. Not really much for gaming news, but uh, I did do... Hell, I thought that was my ringtone for a second. <laughs> my phone was ringing. Yeah. Uh, not much of gaming news, but I did uh, do a little collaboration with Bosch Gamer, um, which was with Martin, and we did like a video review for Pokemon Unite. Um, when's that review coming out? So that review should be up uh, this week and work out it tomorrow. Um, and it won't take too long, so Monday should be up. All right, so I'm going to post that on the Blurs group and so you guys can check it out. But I'm really enjoying the game. I'm, like, level 18 now. Um, I've unlocked you're level, Absol. You're level 15 last week, bro. Exactly, exactly bro. I'm, I'm, listen, like, do you know what I like about this game, yeah? Like, I don't suck. Like, it's the same with Apex, yeah? Even though, like, okay, with Apex, I do kind of suck, yeah? But like, I like playing with my friends in it. Um, and that's another reason why I like Overwatch compared to I'm uh, not Overwatch yeah Overwatch why I like playing Overwatch because like with that game I didn't completely suck like when I used to play Call of Duty yeah I used to get killed when I used to play Tekka I used to get killed so I just stopped playing those games but these games yeah even if you're like you're an average gamer like you can have fun you can win games in it. You, can do, you, you don't feel like you're getting wrecked in it and like every time I win a game I'm just like oh I won let me play one more and I win again I'm like oh I want again. Let's play another game. So yeah, I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's fun, man. Like I, I, I would give it a, a, a free piece. Um, there is a little bit of um pay to win element to it, but the game is free. You can work hard to like get past the like the pay um bracket, but it just might take you a lot longer than someone that spends forty dollars to get an item maxed out. Uh, I've been playing with a couple of different friends. Uh, I was playing with um. Uh, uh one of my work colleagues um and it's just been fun isn't it? and i can't wait to like you know gospel gamers hopefully gonna start playing it uh, i'm gonna try and get aaron from nerdpool to start playing it um yeah man i'm having a lot of fun with it and i would highly recommend that game to anyone it is fun it's a very easy learning curve and if you like pokemon it, you will love this game so yeah that's my quick little review on that and then let's head to trailers it feels like it's been a while we've done trailers 
Oh, you know, I just I don't know why like the bumper sound a little bit lower than normal, so I'm just apologizing for that. Should have done that from a while ago, but it is what it is. All right, uh, T, you can take the lead for trailers actually, since most of these trailers are the ones you put down. Ah, oh, I'm such a big boy today. I'm just taking the lead on everything. Well, yeah, you've you, you've done the legwork in it, so yeah, man. See. I might not always be able to be on, but I'm I'm always working behind the scenes for you yeah. guys. Um, well, it counteracts you being late and not being on and some of your other bullshit that you do. But yeah, yeah, I have strengths, I have weaknesses. <laughs> you know, I like to play to my strengths. <laughs> um, so yeah, so the first um, trailer on our list for this week is the Last Jewel. Did you guys manage to see that trailer? Yes. And, yeah, um, yes. One thing that I will say is that like with us like i don't know if this is the right way to like with us like moving on yeah we get less medieval films and less cowboy films and mm. like growing up here yeah, i used to enjoy watching the old like medieval films and so again i'm really excited for this one um i'll let you talk, i'll let you kind of like break it down or well i can't remember <laughs> <laughs> it was so it has been so long since i watched it i I know it was it's Matt Damon um yeah. and he is like some kind of is it is it something I, I don't know you know so, someone's so, going right, to so the the last, my memory. The, the last jewel is a true story of trial by combat in medieval France by Eric Yeager uh, it's been directed by uh Ridley Scott he's the guy that did aliens right yeah uh, yeah uh, it's written by oh this is interesting it's written by Nicole Holofsner Ben Affleck and Matt Damon and the mm. film stars Matt Damon, Adam Driver, Jodie Cormer, Affleck. I didn't see Affleck in the trailer. Yeah, he was in it. He was in it. He only had like a minor. He was in it briefly. I must, but, have, um, I must have missed that. You did remind me actually, though. It's nice that Ben Affleck and Matt Damon are back together, like writing again. Because mm. um, uh, the first film they wrote together, I can't remember what it was called. Uh, was remember, but they won an Oscar for it. Was that The Town or something like that? No, no, it was it was when they was younger. It was their first film. I can't remember. It was um, it was the one where Matt Damon is like he's like Rain Man, basically. He's like a janitor in a school, and then he he sees the equation on the on the board and writes it. And you know, no, does that ring any bells for anyone? No, but I'm gonna take your word for it. Can't remember what it's called. Anyway, so yeah, so they're back together writing. That's nice. Directed by Ridley Scott. That's cool. He's a good director. He did like. I think he did the original Alien, and I think James Cameron did Aliens. Okay. But Ridley Scott, Alien is his babies. He did, like, Prometheus and all of that stuff since then. Mm. Um, I think, yeah, so, yeah, he's a good director, um, so that, that'll be cool. It looks good. Mm-hmm. I think they're fighting over a woman or something, is it not? Yes and no. I, I do like the concept, and I um, without feeling like the trailer just too, too much away, I'm looking forward to, it to hopefully having, like, a, a really cool twist. But basically, it sounds like Adam Driver's character has raped um, Matt Damon's wife in this. That's it. And yeah. he's got like he, and then he's saying that he didn't. Yeah, that's and then it. They're um, saying yeah. that you know she's lying. She's got a false testimony, and he's basically like, "Well, fuck it. I'm gonna fight for your honor, and we're gonna have a fight to the death." And I love yeah. it. Like, I, 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 I'm all for it. I, like, I'm, I, I, I really want to see how it goes. Whether it goes the way I think it's going to be. Because like I said, the trailer makes it seem pretty black and blue, you know, that she, she gets raped. She tells everyone that she got raped. Everyone's like, you're lying because like you're jealous or something. And then mm. Matt Damon's like, well, I must fight for your honor. And then she's That's like, what you know, I mean. The trailer kind of, 
makes it seem cut and dry like yeah, he did do it. Exactly, you know what I mean? Exactly. But he seemed so adamant that he didn't do it. Mm. I'm thinking like, did he do it? Like, is this going to be like, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm interested to see where they go with it. Because yeah. if it's just a straightforward, yeah, he raped her, this is a revenge movie, blah, 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 then it will still be pretty good. Yeah. But I reckon there's probably more to it than that, like you said. Yeah. Uh, Martin, did you get a chance to watch this trailer? Yeah, I watched the trailer. The trailer didn't grip me, you know, because no. I was just oh, thinking, wow. if, if this if this movie is just a fight for honour, then for me, it, doesn't, it feels very meh. <laughs> Because, because, because the way I see it, right, it's, it's, I mean, what kind of, what kind of actual investigation can they do in this movie? Do you know what I mean? They, I mean, it's middle, middle evil times. Yeah, fourteen. It's her word. It's, like it's her word against his. Mm-hmm. It's literally gonna be, he raped me. I don't believe you. I believe you. Okay. Um, maybe some drama around. Oh, what are you gonna do? Blah blah. He gets challenged to a duel. Oh, what are you gonna do? Are we gonna trade for this? Blah 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 blah. Is there something else we could do to make to to not do this? And blah 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 blah. She's still saying she's still see uh say that she got raped. Blah blah. And then um, end of the film or towards the end of the film, the massive climax is this actual duel which will last. I don't know. Hopefully more than more than five. Well, minutes, no, because there's some... it's gonna be all, they're gonna be all haggard and everything like that, and then boom, one of them dies. It might be that she did get raped. It might be that she made it all up. It might be that um, well, you know, who knows? Who knows what 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 will actually come out? But oh, it just doesn't interest me. I don't know. I feel like there'll be a little bit of politics behind it. I feel there'll be like because there's there's like an actual battle scene. There's, so again, we don't know like yeah. where that takes place. And it's the fact that's like her best. She's accusing her husband's best friend in it. So like mm. it's that whole like dynamic. Oh, I I again from that trailer, I'm, I'm in in it. I'm, I'm in. I'm in. I, honestly, I thought you would be. <laughs> ho- hopefully, you know they do it justice in it. Um, just on the Wikipedia. See, also number three. She was she was sleeping around with someone. She's pregnant, and now she's trying to pay her the best friend. Boom. <laughs> oh yeah, again. Like, oh, listen, I'm 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 in it. And supposedly this was like the the this is um the last ever like legally sanctioned duel in France's history. So yeah, man, I'm okay. down. I'm, like I said, I, I'm really curious to see how this turns out, man. Mm. All right. Next up, we have um, Blade Runner. Black Lotus, which is an adult swim and crunch roll color, 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 that word. collaboration. Um, the, all right. I was not a fan of either Blade Runner movies. Yeah. I did not like them. I think they both got maybe a core chicken. However, this anime has been intrigued. Yeah. It looks sick. Like, I, I want to know who Black Lotus is. I want to know her story, what she's running from. Like, it looks gassy in it. And uh, yeah, I'm excited for this and I can't wait for us to review it. Uh, Martin, what, what did you think of this trailer? Sure, it's interesting. It does, it does borrow a lot of elements from the previous, um, from the previous Blade Runner movies, which I appreciate. Um, I am interested to see who uh, Black Lotus is. Only, only my only, I guess, negative uh comments about this movie is that I'm not really a fan of the animation in this one. Really? I don't know I don't really? know why, but I think I would prefer I would I would have liked to I mean obviously I've seen the movie yet so I could be blown away by the story and everything. Actually mm. the animation might just become um a sort of, a sort of like a minor background annoyance which is mm. which is fine. Mm. But um I think that if it went down the same path, again me and my animation sort of um preferences is weird at times. 
but I would have might have seen this like um like you know the the animated Alter Carbon movie. Hmm. I would try to see in that sort of animation. But in saying that, the story sounds good and everything, so I'm also going to give it a chance and everything. We're definitely definitely going to watch it. Um, so yeah, uh, watch the space for me come back and saying actually forget the animation. Animation was decent and <laughs> actually a good movie. So nice. Those are my thoughts. Alright, T, you loved. From what I remember, you loved the movies. I love them. And I, they're both whole chickens for me. Didn't, didn't you say? I feel like you said like this is like one of your dad's favorite movies. I could I could be remembering this completely wrong. Um, I am not sure actually. I I, I, I do remember you loved maybe, the movie. I loved it. I loved it. I love the original. Um, my first taste of the original movie was actually in college, I think, um, in film studies. We studied a scene from that movie, and it just really intrigued me. And then I, I went home and watched the movie, and I loved it. I love the behind-the-scenes stuff, like because there's multiple versions of it. There's a theatrical release, and then there's the director's cut. They both have two different endings. In one of them, it's revealed that Harrison Ford's character um, is a replicant, and in the other one, he's not a replicant. So there's always been kind of like two camps of fans of this movie debating on whether or not he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the sequel, I thought, very was very clever in how they tackled it because even after watching this sequel, it's still kind of in the air. You still don't know whether he is or not mm-hmm. um, because the replicants are meant to have short lifespans and are meant to be physically like superior to humans. But then there are also um, variants that were created, like, special. Do you know what I mean? Different to the rest of them. So he could just be a special variant that lives a longer life, that it seems more human. Um, so, yeah, I, I love the whole story of it. I loved it. I love the world. I love the, the style of it. Like, a lot of sci-fi that we see in the modern times, like since the original movie came out was inspired by the visuals of that movie. Like that kind of set the, 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 um, the look of what, a a realistic kind of dirty, gritty lived in future would look like. It wasn't shiny. And do you know what I mean? It was like, it was gritty. Mm. Uh, and I, I I love that style. I love the music. I love everything. Like it it was a whole chicken. It would have been my movie of the year. If not, I don't know what else came out that year. I think Black Panther might have came out that same year or something like that. But yeah, I loved it. I loved it. So I can't wait for this. Um, I like anime. You know, I'm not the big, I'm not like you guys when it comes to anime, Mm. but certain things do grab my attention and this is definitely on my radar. Um, The only thing is like Martin, there was something about the animation that, was a bit off-putting. I can't quite put my finger on it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, also, and and also, um, as much as I love the world, I just hope they can come up with a story as compelling as the movies because it doesn't seem like it it has anything to do with the characters or the story from the movie. It looks like a separate thing. Mm. Um, do you know, so I do just know, do you know hope the, the story uh, lives up to it. What was that one with the sleeves? 
it was, on, the sleeves. It was on Netflix where people don't die, they get put into sleeves. Oh, and it, huh? oh that was Altered Carbon, yeah. Yeah, this reminded me a little of the Altered Carbon anime. And again, I didn't watch Altered Carbon, but the anime was fucking amazing. So mm. again, I didn't really like the um, the mo- the live action, but I'm hoping again that the anime is amazing. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely it's good material to adapt into an uh, anime f- um, format. Do you know what I mean? Like the visuals and like it being about robot like replicants and stuff. Like it, it definitely lends itself to the anime anime style. So yeah, yeah it could be interesting. Mm. No, no doubt. All right, uh, next up is Ghostbusters Afterlife. Uh, it's a oh, yes. trailer. Um, I'm gonna, we're gonna be quite quick on this one. Um, I thought it was okay. It was okay trailer. I didn't love it. Uh, I don't really need any more trailers. I'm gonna go see this movie regardless. Uh, <laughs> Martin, what was what, your take if you managed to watch this one? Um, so it's, I, this one's a weird one because I don't know. It seems that this movie is sort of borrowing from the original Ghostbusters rather than the than the remake. From what I gathered, yes. I mean, I could be completely yeah, wrong. Yeah, the remake's been like no. Continued. You're right. The yeah, remake. Uh, has been buried. It's been forgotten. They've All deleted right. it. There is, uh, there is a god. There is a lord watching <laughs> over us, making decisions. So All right. So, I love, I love the first two Ghostbusters. Again, I was a kid. I remember watching the cartoons, which is why I probably, which is why I probably love the original um, films more. Um, with this one, yes, it's a new generation, but these guys are young, are youngsters. Mm. I, I don't know how young they are because no one of them was driving a car. Uh, was driving the car. Um, yeah. You know, there was shoots at Slimer, which is really nice. It was really nice to see Slimer back. Um, but I just don't know how I feel with it being kids. Because um, I do want it to be funny, and I don't think I got any f- real funny elements in the trailer. Um, mm. I wanted to just not take itself too seriously, because these are kids, uh, you know, going to, uh, uh, you know, bust some ghosts. Um mm. I like I like the premise because from the premise we got that you know there was a fracking company and we know that fracking leads to um, if not earthquakes then leads to things like sinkholes and whatnot because of the pro- fracking process and whatnot. So it's cool that maybe, I don't know, maybe they hit a they hit a spiritual vein or a ghost vein or something like that, and that's how the spirits are coming out, which is fair. Um, mm. that's, that's that's pretty cool explanation. Um, but my main focus is on the kids themselves or the people who'll be busting these ghosts um because you know i want them to be funny i want them to be you know to have the same sort of chemistry as the original um um you know growing up which was you know one was the smart one was the funny one then they sort of like all just gelled well together um that's all i'm hoping for and i'm hoping it does pull through because it would be a shame if it was a ghostbusters movie that sucked again <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm glad you said again yeah i mean i i'm so looking forward to this um i i love the original two ghostbusters movies used to watch them as a kid the first one is probably it's up there as one of my top movies It's, it's close to a perfect movie do you know what i mean and there's there's not many movies i'd say that about but yeah it it's close to a perfect movie um, it's a shame it's taken this long to get a third part of the trilogy. Um, that apparently is down to the actors. Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray have kind of taken turns not being on board. 
uh, when one's down to do it, the other one doesn't want to do it. When that one's now ready, the other one's like, ah, fuck that. So it's taken a long time. They're finally all on board together and we're finally getting it. Um, I like the kind of kid aspect of it. Obviously, with things like Stranger Things, um, It, and all stuff like that, I feel like um, it could work. Um, I like that it's kind of like a legacy story, but they've kind of skipped a generation and gone to the grandkids rather than the kids. Um, Because obviously, one of the original actors of the four Ghostbusters has died. Um, so it, I kind of like what they've done kind of to keep that character involved in the story without actually having him in it. Mm-hmm. They've made it about his grandkids, mm-hmm. which I feel like is, is quite clever. Um, and obviously he was the inventor. He was kind of the one that was most into this kind of ghost thing. Um, and so the fact that it's him that has this house with all these things, uh, all the equipment in it still, and like clearly he was maybe looking into um this thing below the ground that eventually gets ruptured and releases all the ghosts maybe he was researching that or something he was doing something uh and then when his character died obviously they inherit the house and discover all this stuff um i think the the actress that they've got to play his granddaughter is good casting she looks like like she looks like she could be his granddaughter. She's got similar kind of hairstyle to him and similar look. So I feel like that's good. It's got one of the kids from Stranger Things and it actually. He was in it as well. So this is like the kid who does this. Who does this? So again, that's given me kind of faith in it. Fucking Paul Rudd is in it, so it's gonna be. It's gonna have comedic elements to it. Do you know what I mean like Ghostbusters? It was a comedy, but it wasn't like a lot it wasn't like a ridiculous comedy do you know what i mean it was more like a situational comedy where just the sarcasm of bill murray and the the silliness of dan Aykroyd and do you know what i mean just seeing the chemistry between them and um do you know i mean so it was it was a subtle kind of comedy so i feel like even though the trailer didn't make me bust up with laughter Mm. i don't feel like that is what a Ghostbusters, it does make you bust up with laughter, but it's not like I don't think they will have the type of jokes you could just chuck into a trailer. Yeah. They're like, it needs context behind it. It needs character. You need to know what's happening in the situation for the humor to work. So I don't mind that there wasn't that many jokes. Um, I love the style of it, like the, the ghosts themselves and that kind of astral kind of aura that kind of wavy stuff that goes around is taken straight from the original movies so i love that um you see that like i can't remember the name of it but that like the hell dog from the first one that seems to be in this movie like there was one scene where it was chasing paul rudd so that looks kind of cool um and i love what they've done with the equipment as well like it's 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 nostalgic. It's reminiscent of the original. Like, like you said, it's the car, but, they've but it looks it. like they've modified it. It's yeah. got new updates. So the chair kind of swings out. They've got like a remote control, um, ghost trap. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I thought that was sick. That looked really cool. Um, and then of course, at the very end, you get, um, an actual little cameo from Dan Aykroyd, one of the original Ghostbusters himself. 
when he just answers the phone and he's like, we're closed. Mm. So obviously they're not all in a good place. Um, but it will be interesting to see if they are still ghost busting or if, because it looked like he maybe just owned a bar or something now. Uh, so maybe they've all retired and um, maybe there isn't any more ghost activity and this is what brings them back brings them back into the, the ghost busting world and then they're going to pass the torch on to these new youngers. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it, man. I can't wait. Like After that last Ghostbusters train wreck, like this is needed. Do you know what I mean? This is definitely needed. That last one was was insulting. Do you know what I mean? It was, I, I actually took offense to that movie's existence. So they've learned their lesson. They've scrapped that shit. They've gone back to the original um, canon, the original timeline. Do you know what I mean? We're following that. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm into this, man. I'm really looking forward to it. Nice. Right. So much for being quick on that. Uh, uh, sure. King Richard. Um, this is uh, War Smith um, playing. Uh, and I didn't reach. I'm just going to assume that his name is Richard, but um, Serena yeah. uh, Venus Williams' uh, father. Um, this looks like a really interesting story. Um, I also kind of like when they're, they're honoring someone while they're still alive and they're waiting for them to have passed his way, as far as I'm aware, anyway. Um, yeah. And yeah, I'll be curious because obviously, you know, everyone sees and probably knows the story of how they're like, you know, obviously famous, like the best, at one point, the best two tennis players. Um, in the world, but it would be nice to like get their story of how they be how they got there in it. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm obviously gonna be checking this one out. Uh, T, what did you think of this one? Um, yeah, I, I liked it. I was into it. I didn't I didn't know what it was about when I started watching the trailer. I just saw King Richard and I thought, okay, what's this about? Then like the opening scene with Will Smith and looks like social service at the house, and so I was like, okay, this this looks interesting. Like I watch this. And even after he mentioned having like, he's like, oh, our kids, we've got like a lawyer in the making and this and two tennis stars of the future. I still didn't clock. Okay, this is Venus and Serena. Yeah. It wasn't until they said their names. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> this is this. is this. Like, okay, I get it. Um, so it looks good. It does look like a good film. Uh, it would be interesting to see the story of how Serena and Venus uh, Williams kind of came to be what they were. Mm-hmm. Um, however, it's weird. Like this, this may be my first ever kind of feminist thought. Like the 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 inner feminist within me kind of looked at this trailer a bit sideways, and it was that like the concept of the movie, like it, Serena and Venus are the famous ones. They're the tennis players. They're the champions. They're the ones. So why would the movie be about their dad called King Richard? It's like if there was a Michael Jackson movie or a movie about the Jackson five and they called it Joe Jackson. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like when Muhammad Ali had his film, it was called Ali. When, um, when, when uh, Ray Charles had his movie, it was called Ray. Do you know what I mean? Whenever someone has their movie, it's about them. But this, it's about two females. So you'd think, okay, yeah, female empowerment. Cool, cool, cool. No, 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 it's about their dads. You know. I think... Let's, let's make this about a man. Come on. And let's think, put King in the title yeah. just so you know this is a man film. It's, it's, a, <laughs> it's, it's a hard one, isn't it? Because, like, I, I, and I do get where you're coming from. It's like, because when the Williams came on the scene in the sense, yeah, 
it kind of was because of him in it. Like, obviously, yeah, they're the talented ones, but it seems like there's a like there's a lot that he did behind the scenes. Eh? And I thought I, I hear that as well. What made but you could say the same thing about the Jackson Five. Like Joe Jackson made them what they are. Mm. But you wouldn't have a Jackson Five movie called Joe Jackson. Similar to like Tiger Woods. There's a Tiger Woods movie. Mm. It's not called Old Woods. It's not about his dad. Mm. And again, his dad was the same. His dad made sure he was on that golf course. Like, do you know what I mean? I'm pretty sure his dad made Tiger Woods what he is. Maybe, maybe, so, maybe the story focusing on the girls is like, maybe, well, again, we'll know when the movie comes out, but maybe with the way the story is for them, it, again, I'm 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 just spitballing here because I don't know and I don't know their story. Yeah, yeah, That's why, I, like I said, I'm looking forward to see this movie so I can learn more about their story. But maybe the way their story is, you can't center it around the girls. Maybe yeah. it it needs to come. Do you know what I mean? Or maybe they thought that if it is told from the girls' viewpoint, it will be boring. Because, like I yeah. said, with the social service angle and stuff like that, like maybe it's the dad, you know kind of doing like a pursuit of happiness in it and that's probably why they got Will Smith to there because it was like yeah. we can get it to we can get it to work this way um, which again if that yeah. is the case it'll be a bit a bit not I wouldn't say annoying it'll be a bit sad that again like you said something about two powerful women is getting told from a male's perspective and not theirs in it but again until like I've never read any of the Williams's like autobiography and stuff like that or and not knowing too much about them in a sense yeah, I, I feel like maybe because they would have had to have got the family's permission and stuff maybe they were just like well we want it told this way maybe it was their choice mm. to like honour their dad for making them who they are that's true that's a good yeah. point yeah, uh, Martin, yeah. Uh, I mean it still so, looks good I'm not I'm not saying that like I'm not looking forward to it mm. I'm looking forward to it Will Smith looks good in it but, I mean he's a he's a good actor this yeah. seems right up his alley like you said Pursuit of Happiness and it would be interesting to see their story because I, I don't know about it. So I didn't know about Richard Williams. I didn't know what, like, he all the time he put into it. I don't, I don't know that story. Yeah. So it would be good to see. Mine, what's your take? Hello? Yeah, for me watching this, we watch your trailer. It's definitely t- um, um, done from the pers- perspective of the of uh, the father, of mm-hmm. uh, Venus uh, Cerrito's father. Um, I do understand. Also, I do understand uh, both yours and T's points about it being um, one. It being told for, like female empowerment wanted to be about them, uh, T. But also now, uh, now I also mentioned that actually, um, it, if it could also be the case that they were to told from the father's pers- uh, perspective because maybe you don't know maybe they were shielded from certain things or whatnot because um, mm. um, Nana's right when it came to um, Venus and Serena playing tennis like, the father forced them to play tennis like they even say today that like, if the dad made them play tennis it wasn't the case that he made them in the sense that oh I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take I'm going to drop them off there and come back like, he was there with them teaching them um um, not just to play tennis, but also how to sort of skill yourself and ready yourself for a life of tennis where you'd be playing against, again, regardless to put this in this um, movie where it was all the white girls that were playing yeah. uh, tennis, um, sort of be seen a certain way and stuff like that. Um, again, it highlights the, I guess, the black perspective when it comes to sports and, and you know, mm. try to enter certain sports that are white, uh, predominantly white dominated. Um, 
but I think because the these the Williams sisters were young at a time as well, they may like I said, they may not have been able to pick up on certain things that, you know, through the father's perspective, mm. um, it would have been a, a much bolder um a much bolder or uh story or harder point that was being made. So um I don't think hopefully it doesn't take away from the Williams experience, um, you know, growing up, especially in the late stages when you see them, you know, getting older and older. Um, but at the same time, I think it's just to help highlight what they went through as children and bring up and sort of follow them that way. Um I think I think it's it, it could be a good a good film. Um if it's done well in a sense that from the younger stages it looks at both it looks at the dad's perspective as they get older that perspective shifts to more to the daughters and less from the dad which is what i think will happen if it's something like that i think that would that be that'd be a great way of uh, of telling this story mm. um but yeah we, have to, we just have to wait and see but i am intrigued to watch this i can't 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 all right next up uh venom let there be carnage t yeah um I'm 50-50 about this one. Uh, I think Carnage looks really good. Um, I appreciate that they got rid of that silly hair mm-hmm. from the end of the first movie. So they've kind of changed, redesigned him. Um, I feel like, as is tradition with Sony trailers, they revealed too much. Um, we even got to see how um, Cletus Cassidy comes into contact with the symbiote. Mm-hmm. Um, by like biting um, Eddie uh, by biting him mm-hmm. um, I like that he's going to get lethal injection and the venom the, the symbiote saves him uh, I like a lot of it I like a lot but I don't like what they've done with the character of Eddie and Venom um, they've turned Eddie into a little bitch like he's some like stumbling like almost nerdy kind of like idiot do you know what i mean like they've, they've just made him i don't know in trying to make him a lead character they've kind of taken away everything that made him a great villain and like it's and it's stripped away his character like he, he just seems soft to me now whereas even without the venom symbiote Eddie was like hench, you know what I mean? Like he was in prison and got hench and was about this, do you know what I mean? And that's why the symbiote kind of chose him because he like saw how like he 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 it kind of like preyed on his his um need for vengeance against I think it was Peter Parker or Spider-Man or something and so their their goals kind of aligned and it enhanced his strength that he already had and that's what made him stronger than Spider-Man. Because I think, I think it was like you that pointed out uh, when we used to discuss like who's who's stronger out of certain superheroes, and I'd say, well, Spider-Man, because like imagine like a spider is like what eight times the the strength of its size or whatever something simple like that. Yeah. So I was like, so a man having that um, ratio of strength in himself would make him super strong. But then you was like, yeah, but Peter Parker was some skinny little Marga kid. So eight times that strength, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Isn't as strong as eight times the strength of like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. 
So that made sense. So that's why, in my mind, um, Venom had, was stronger than Spider-Man because Eddie was stronger than Peter Parker. Yeah. But they've kind of stripped all that away and they've kind of just made him soft. Like He's like some, some wet toast in this man. And Venom, Venom seems like a little bitch as well. Like when, when Carnage turns up, he'll get shook. Like he turns into like the Hulk from Endgame <laughs> or, or, and just hides away. Like, no, no, I'm not doing it. I'm sorry, I'm not doing it. Like got shook and he was like, oh, that's a red one. And I'm like, like Venom wouldn't be shook. Do you know what I mean? Like even in the first one, when they were like, "Yeah, on my planet, I'm I'm a loser." Like everyone just thinks I'm a loser. I'm like, "Nah, bruv. Like, nah, Venom, you're not a loser, man. Don't say that about yourself." Like, come on, like, put your chin up. Come on, like, like, get some confidence in there. Well, again, but I, I don't know. What yeah, it's I don't know. I just don't like it. what they've done with their characters. Mm. Sorry, go on. I don't know why it's lacking the comic books in terms of that angle of Venom being like the weakest of his race in it. He's not though. Um, he becomes, uh, he becomes like a god, uh, a god of the symbiotes. That's um, what I mean. He like, even kills Null. He becomes, yeah. He's not. Uh, if unless I'm wrong, yeah. The way I take it is that the symbiote is just the symbiote, like it's one organism. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, have you seen the thing? You know the film, the thing. Yeah. yeah. It's like that. That's kind of what I took the symbiote as. It's like it's one organism, but it can separate and branch off and become all these different things. But it's just one organism. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So when the symbiote went on Peter Parker and on Spider-Man, it took on his traits. Then it kept some of those traits and moved on to Eddie and became Venom and like took on his strength and his size and the, the mentality and stuff like that. And then when... Uh, when some of it detached from Venom and went on to um, Cletus, it's because Cletus is a, sci- a serial killer and a psychopath and his mind is fucked up. That's why his symbiote is like that. It's nothing like... I don't think the symbiotes have the characters before they fuse with the human. It's, they... the, it's that process of fusing with the human that gives them the character and that's when they get their name. Like... So, in the first in the first movie, sorry, in the first movie, like there was um, there was Venom, and then there was that other one, the other symbiote. Yeah, there, uh, there was a couple, wasn't there? Wasn't there a couple? There, of them? Were, there were a few of them. Then there was a grey one. That was the general. That yeah, there was a blue one. As yeah, well. so there was a couple. So yeah. in the comics, they are all Venom's offspring. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas. In the movie, they took it as, nah, they're all just separate beings and they're the sick generals and Venom is just like some little like runt in the corner, some little loser symbiote. And it's like, that was not the case in the comics. Like Venom is like the prime symbiote. Do you know what I mean? He is where all the other ones kind of came from. Including, right. including um, um, uh, Carnage is another offspring of Venom. Do you know what I mean? And the only reason he's that crazy is because of Cletus Cassidy. Mm. It's nothing to do with who they were on their own planet or whatever like that. Like that doesn't make sense to me. Like on their own planet, they're just goo. They're just goo. They're just liquid goo. They're not these things. They only become these things once they join with a human host. And they only look like that because they took that look from Spider-Man. That's why they have the eyes. That's why they have that look. 
they don't look like that until they're until after um the black spider-man suit do you know what i'm saying does that make sense yeah yeah so with the symbiotes right so the symbiotes are one organism in a sense also they have the offspring and stuff like that so there's loads of symbiotes mm. um created by no so what happened is that the symbiote later known as venom didn't follow Null's will so that's why he was outcast and whatnot and also he had his he had his offspring which is why from that venom symbiote you have carnage you have anti-venom um i can't i think there might be one more but i can't remember off the top of my head so you're right in saying that what the symbiote does is that it takes on the characteristics it improves actually improves the characteristics of its host um and then when it moves to the next host it keeps those characteristics mm. and also learns that it's it's ex-host's weaknesses which is why venom was so strong against uh spider-man because he has spidey's enhanced strength um wall crawling abilities etc but also he's able to avoid the spidey sense detection um yeah. which is something that spider-man heavily relies on in order to um in order to fight opponents um so in the comic books, when Carnage was created, so what happened was that both Eddie and um, Cletus shared the same cell. But what happened was that Venom or the symbiote basically busted him out of prison but left a piece of itself. Um, so that piece attached to Cletus and that's how, obviously that was his offspring and that's how Carnage be, uh, became created. With this movie, I don't know how they tie it in because Cletus, from what I remember in the comics, he was the same, but he wasn't a cannibal per se. Um, because I'm just trying to think why else would Cletus randomly bite Brock? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's true. This version of Cletus was some maybe a cannibal or or some sort of maybe unstable person who's prone to biting people. Then it makes sense that yeah, he he bit he bit um Eddie and ended up, you know, gaining um um, some aspects of the, of the Venom symbiote and then later evolving into Carnage. That I can understand. But yeah. um, I like the line as well when he's like, I've tasted blood before. That's not yeah, blood. That was so, pretty cool. Exactly. So I'm hoping that that, that they'll, um, in, in the movie itself, they'll um, expand on that and say, oh, it, it only has to be a person like, oh, inmate blah blah has been known for cannibalism. Or is or or is this the cannibal guy? Yeah, it's the cannibal guy. That kind of thing. Yeah. You know I mean? Just so they can sort of explain away him biting, um, biting Eddie. Um, but yeah, you're right. I do. When um I saw this, um, and we see and you know Venom sees Carnage for the first time. It goes, it's a red one. And remember, I said in the group chat that I take it one of two ways. So I take it two ways. So one is that he knows that the red ones are crazy or evil or the baddest or something like that, as in it's a super bad um, um, sort of iteration of a symbiote. Mm. The other one is that it's just a different colour and we've only seen... We haven't seen a red one before. We've only seen a grey one and a blue one from the first movie. Mm. Um, so... It could also have a sort of maybe a similar effect to what um, Venom had against... Uh, Peter Parker, Spider-Man, which is that because it knows Venom's weaknesses, maybe that's why Venom is afraid of it, or mm. something, or something to that effect. We'll see in the movie. <laughs> mm. um, yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, so um, 
What I liked about Trez as well, I think, it's, I think this character is going to play a key part in it. There's a black person, I have no idea who that character is, but they have, they, they, they look like they have a sonic screen. Mm. So I'm, um, I'm thinking that it's going to be pivotal in removing Carnage from Cletus or Venom from Eddie. Mm. Um, what, uh, there's also, also, you know, me following, um, and there's another child that I, I love to follow. Um, I can't remember the, I can't the version of this Carnage, or maybe it was like Absolute Carnage or something like that, right? Um, in the trailers, we see Carnage stick his tongue down someone's throat. So, in the comic books, the reason I want to bring this up is that in the comic books, we see um, Carnage sort of imprinting himself and leaving bits of him in other people, and thus creating more Carnages, basically. Mm. So, that was a way of him doing that. So, I'm wondering if that also ties into maybe a future Spider-Man Venom team-up where there are all these cartridges around and they have to, you know, go around defeating them or something like that. That would be pretty cool to see. Mm. Um, um, but overall, I think they did reveal a bit too much in this in this trailer. I'm hoping it's not everything because if literally the movie is everything we've seen in the trailer, mm. then I'm going to be upset. Or the trailers, I'm going to be pretty upset. Yeah. Um, but I do like the look of Carnage. Um I think Carnage is spot on in terms of how he looks. I'm like, yeah. I can't picture him to be any better than he currently looks. Yeah. Um, again, we've already mentioned this, but um, I know we know that you know when it comes to Venom, Venom is obviously he has a completely different origin. So, for me, I guess for you and me, T, as you know, comic book fans, we were sort of a bit alienated from this new version of Venom where he's not he's not taking anything from Spider-Man or he has no Spider-Man um um oh, what's I'm looking for Spider-Man that affiliation uh, yeah mm. yeah so it'll be interesting to see what happens between the two of them um, yeah but see but, yeah overall I, I mean overall I'm definitely going to give Carnage a watch because Carnage is absolutely crazy and I just mm. want to see just how crazy he can get especially in a movie like um We've seen a venom. Hmm. No, I'm de- I'm definitely gonna watch it because, like you said, it does the the carnage aspect of it does look good. Woody Harrelson is a good actor. He's yeah. almost perfect casting to play Cletus. Um, and yeah, I'd like to see how it plays out. Also, this is going to become part of the MCU in some form mm-hmm. pretty soon. Um, like this and Mobius and with the multiverse going on, seems yeah. like this is all going to become like one connected thing. So he probably will eventually cross paths with Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Um, but again, this isn't like this, this isn't my Venom. Do you know what I mean? This is a Venom. This is a, var- a variant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a variant of Venom, but it's not the Venom that I know. Like mm. Joker, the Joker movie, that, changed a lot of his origin like there's no vat of chemicals like batman wasn't even around yet he was still a little boy so they had to change a lot of aspects and they made him the main character but it was still true to in my opinion it was still true to the joker character like Mm. you could see the joke in him even before he put on the makeup to me he he it um like he was the Joker, even without the makeup on. I, I, was, I felt like I was watching the Joker. I mean, um, there, are, there are three Jokers to be fair, so it could be a version of one of those three Jokers. Yeah, that's true as well. But it's funny that even though there are three Jokers, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker still managed to 
stay true to it whereas yeah. in the comics there's only one venom but this venom in the movie seemed like some next guy who i don't know like i don't know man i i feel like they could have he could have stayed more villainous than mm. he than like what they did with the joker he could mm. still be the main character and be villainous mm. so i feel like they've made him too much of an anti-hero and then also the villainous stuff that he does do they play off for like laughs like when he eats people they're like oh you venom oh stop <laughs> eating people you naughty boy it's like no like he just ate someone he murdered he murdered and ate someone like it should be i don't know i, I feel i feel like i don't know i can't i, 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 I can't i've lost my words now mm. but i'm 50 50 with this same way with the first movie i like the design of venom i just didn't like his character that's, that's 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 how I feel about this as well. I like the design of 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 um, of, of Carnage, but I feel like they've really done a number on the character of Venom and Eddie. I'm not really happy about them. All right. Yeah. Cool. All right. That's all the trailers. Let's head to the main event. we've got a couple of films to talk about i'm gonna get through them quite quickly because it's starting to run a little bit late uh old is a thriller written and directed by m night Shyamalan. it does m night Shyamalan things uh I <laughs> hated this okay hate is a strong word yeah but this movie did nothing for me it was dead i hated the actors i hated their voices uh <laughs> i hated the way they did the story it could have like the concept was really cool in it, yeah. Mm. Um, but it gets bones for me, man. I just, I just did not vibe with this as at all. And we are going to be getting to, oh, hold on. Um, we're going to get spoilers. Like, it's such a tricky one, isn't it? Yeah. But like, I feel like in today's day and age, yeah when they do um those studies and stuff yeah where you just offer people money they'll just do it so in this situation if you just tell people all right you know what we want to try these experimental drugs on you and put you on an island where you rapidly age so you know you're in a day you're gonna age like 60 years but we'll give you a million pounds i know <laughs> no, you might. What? You might not. Who, I think other people would. Who's gonna do that? Who's gonna sacrifice their whole life? Yeah, but and and let's be honest, you're not gonna get. You're not gonna be given millions because there's no research company in the world <laughs> that has millions to spare. Like they're constantly asking for donations, but no one's going to take up the offer. No one's gonna say, yeah, yeah sure. I, I think I'll, I, I'll, I, I will do it. I think, and then I'm gonna come out of this. And I'm gonna be 50 years older. That's well, crazy. More like 70. I think they would. Those that like, let's say, example, like 
that money could be then used to set up their family, like their family for life or in, in hardship or let's say, you know, someone that's homeless. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's, but I, I, again, I, yeah, like, but you today you could be homeless, tomorrow you'll be lifeless, you'd be dead <laughs> because you've just lost 50 years of your life. Mm. Boy, um, but yeah, this this movie is is bones for me. I, I just, I just wow. didn't vibe with it at all. Um, uh, I was bored, I was annoyed at decisions that were made. <laughs> at, at, like the guy that his rap name was something sedan, Mercedes sedan. Like, <laughs> no. so, like, what was the actual name? It was like and like <laughs> I I understand yeah that the other guy was like having a schizophrenic attack and yeah but that mid-sized sedan guy was hench you're telling me he just got clapped up by a guy just with a little pe- with a little knife like especially when like wounds and stuff were healing instantly as well like they basically had Wolverine healing factor and it said mm. to me that 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 crazy white dude was able to kill that hedge like that guy looked like he was like six six like hundred like no there's no i i I, i'm not believing that Hmm. i i I, i'm not believing that um uh mine what did you think of this film yeah so i guess the movie was okay i'm giving it a quarter chicken Mm -hmm. um I like the I like some concepts like the island speeding up time, which was good, which was cool. Um, there were a lot of shocking things of the kids growing up super fast, you know, falling pregnant and then the baby not surviving. Um, I mean, I guess you know all the islands. It made sense that all the islanders realized that they had various long term diseases, like one had cancer, schizophrenia, one had epilepsy, hemophilia, etc. Um, so I I can see the reason why. They were put on the island. Obviously, um, when we find out that it's, it's a company, obviously we looked at doing. We know that they were being observed. I just don't know what they're being observed for. Did it make so much effort into saying, um, "Oh, this person"? How do I say is I don't think it is. Maybe they did enough. I'm not, I'm not sure, but maybe they did enough to highlight that everyone's got some sort of um, pre-existing condition. Mm. Um, but maybe that could be explored a bit more. Um, well, what because they, they, we know someone was watching. We know someone was watching them, so obviously we could tell some sort of experiments, right? Yeah. Um. Later on, obviously we found out I was actually uh, a medical company where they're testing their products on them. Um, yeah. So that bit was cool. Um. But I think it could have been done a lot better mm-hmm. in a different way. So. Um, I mean, I'm not going to go into details. What I worth it? I mean, I'm not going to go into like super deep into like huge details. What could be done differently? But I think I, I'm agreeing with you now that some decisions could have been made better. Like, um, and I feel, also feel like they could, they should have figured out it was like time oriented, time oriented a lot quicker. It felt like they came to the conclusion very slowly, in my opinion. Anyway, um. I'm not sure because I'm guessing I'm guessing a situation like that where you just see a dead body floating and stuff like that and you know not being with your kids and stuff because the only thing you've left your kids for like what an hour or two you don't expect it to just grow super fast but I think after they should have gone alright cool something's up yeah. um, because there's nothing else around them to really t- say that you know they were aging super fast um, I guess kids are a prime example of just how quickly um, how quick time is going so I guess that's the only time they would have known yeah. Um, I mean, I did like the way they 
also show the time accelerating, not just in the fact that, you know, the kids got up to perform and falling pregnant within like what two hours or almost, even, almost like, like nine, 20 nine minutes, months, nine months, twenty minutes and then nine months pregnant by an hour or something like that. It was absolutely nuts. Mm, yeah. Um, you know, for example, the tumor that was just growing inside the mum. Yeah. Um, mm. And then cutting it out, and as they were cutting into it, trying to take it out, it just kept growing and growing and growing. Yeah. And yeah, but those stupid, those dumb things like, okay, you've taken a knife from this guy, and then this guy's come back with another knife and is attacking you, and then it's two people he's attacking, right? You yeah, someone, him, like, someone fight him or so, like it, it was dumb, man. Do you know what I mean? Rob, rather than turn your back to him to shield your husband because you're both going to die that way, why not just try and jump on his back or something? There, and there's stop two, him that way? I mean, there's, there's two, two of you. Of One of you kicking the balls, and the other one starts. Kick him in his face, like exactly. It was, it was dumb. Uh, exactly, like um, I I understand the people's um, uh, the islanders um, uh, wariness of midsize sedan, but at the same time, how are you gonna tell a person that oh stay there, we'll call the authorities, blah blah. Oh, there's no signal, but we're still gonna you still gonna stay there, blah blah. See the shit that's happening with someone else swimming and then drowning. And then you still you still feel some type of way about um about uh, midsize the dam. I told the exact same story, and you've mm. seen the exact same thing happen in real time in front of your eyes. Why do you still doubt him? Do you know what I mean? Because yeah, um, he's black. Yeah, that's, oh, that's what I'm thinking. Um, <laughs> you know, I think M Night Shyamalan needs to stop having these um, movies with twists in it because these twists are absolutely shit now. Um, mm. What's this it? Was I... Six Sense. He was Six Sense. He did that was really really good. Um, I think he's had obviously success in um, um, oh, what's it called? Is it um, un, un- unbreakable? Yeah, unbreakable glass. That was another good one. I, I, I mean, I like split as well. Did you do split as well? Split, split was good. Yeah, was glass good. wasn't though. Glass was horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Glass. I, I was I so disappointed. Glass as much, but I thought I mentioned it anyway because you mm. know he he did work on that. But he needs. He just needs to stop with these twists. Right, he can make really good movies without twists in it. Yeah. Um, he can. I see. Um, I, I don't yeah. know if this movie had a twist as much as it just had a reveal. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't I think it really had a twist. It just kind I mean, of I revealed. Was, oh, the the kids, uh, the kids survived when they went underneath the um, the oh, under the water. Yeah, yeah. underwater because you know they got one of them got stuck in it for like that, and then kind I, of panned away. I, I, I think like, well, duh, they were gonna survive. Do you know what I mean? I think yeah. it would be better if they died. I would have liked if they died, and then we got the reveal, and then the movie just ended with the, us seeing the next family, and then knowing, yeah. knowing that the cycle repeats again. I would have yeah, given a better. No, no, no. I would have given it like me because they stopped. They, they stopped that from happening. They called the police and stuff like that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I wish that didn't happen. I wish they had oh. died under the water. I would have liked that better. I would have liked they died. Yeah, that if, if they had died, I would have been better. I'd have given them a cool chicken. Maybe even a half, depending on how <laughs> they died and how they explained it. But that would have been better because it would have made it like more evil in a sense. And it would have given mm. more like, I don't know, oomph to the whole thing. Like, like I said, a lot of the decisions that they were making annoyed me. One thing, okay, one thing that was cool, yeah, was the mum that had that low calcium deficiency and then obviously, mm-hmm. like, she had weak bones. So anytime she broke a bone, it would heal and she was like, bear this figure. That was kind of cool. I like that. That was kind of cool. Mad but other than in that, in that tunnel, right? Did you see how mangled she got? Exactly. That was oh. kind of cool. But other than that, yeah, everything else just pissed me. And again, yeah, if you're going to be an evil, evil corporation, essentially, yeah, why the kids? There's nothing wrong with the kids. You can just tell the parents, oh, we'll look after your kids for the day. But then I guess also they need the kids to die so that they could cover it up because clearly... But then this is another dumb thing here. Yeah. Like, I understand that they're, they're wiping people's computers and stuff, yeah? 
But you're telling me all those who went missing and no one thought to do some like hardcore research and find out like they they like do you know what I mean? Like their passports would have been scanned. Some like ah, uh, uh, only someone would have told a family member. Yeah, we're going here. Exactly. We're staying in this hotel. Yeah. Exactly. And it looked like they've been doing it for ages as well. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And like also as warrior, well, yeah, like and again, I don't know. This is where I don't know science enough to answer this question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if if the age was affecting only living cells, yeah. Mm. And this is why I'm in two minds, yeah. Wouldn't the metal that they have found that would have rusted, yeah. How like again, this is why I don't know enough yet. How long does it take for, for metal to rust to that, that extent? That the fork or the knife was that the little girl picked up, because if it's all moving, if yeah, so if it's all moving at a normal trajectory, yeah, that means they've been kidnapping and killing people for years. That's like potentially hundreds of people, and you're telling me no one's suspecting this hotel. I call bullshit, man. Yeah, Um, the the only thing I can say is because I can say is that I mean I think they they pointed at this earlier, but I don't know how plot how feasible it is because they're saying. Because the hotel keeps your passports and your details and stuff like that, they can they can basically say you were never here or something like that. But I just don't know how much to believe of that. Yeah. Because no. you you have your mobile phones as well, so surely the the cell towers would pinged off. So it would have pinged. It would have pinged your last location. Yeah. So it made no sense that oh, you can literally just bury them. I thought it was a very lazy explanation. It was dumb. It was dumb. All right, T. Mm. Uh, bring bring us home. Give us your opinions. Give us your rating, and then we'll move on to the next one. Um, yeah, it was a very stupid film hearing your, what you guys are saying about it. I didn't mind it. I didn't, I didn't like hate it as much as you guys did. Um, I thought it was okay. Uh, I'm a fan of early Shyamalan movies. Uh, I think he lost his way a bit, uh, especially with like Avatar. Uh, the happening was, was silly. Um, but I feel like he's in recent years he started to get back on track with like split then he made glass so i don't know he's hit and miss this seems like this is like a down the middle uh Shyamalan film this is more like um like devil have you guys seen devil no, the no. film in the in the in the elevator where there's like a group of them in the elevator and one of them's the devil and is that, like, is Will Smith the devil in that one huh is, is Will Smith the devil in that one no no, no, no. I remember, this I remember the poster because it was like huh? ele- elevator, and then like the the elevator had cracked open. There was like red light coming out of it. Yeah, and it looked like an upside down cross. Yeah, I remember. I remember yeah, the poster, yeah, yeah. but no, I didn't. So see th- it. this movie is a lot more along the lines of that in terms of quality. Like, it's so just a bunch of kind of unknown actors. Do you know what I mean, there's no real big headline headliner. Um, the concept is interesting. The execution isn't great. Um, I feel like in the hands of a better director or writer, or a more consistent director or writer, could have that concept could have they could have done more with it. Um, in the opening scene, I feel like there was way too much <laughs> foreshadowing. Oh yeah, like, every line they said was something to do with time yep. or age or do you know what I mean? Oh, maybe, like, maybe when you're older, you can sing that song. Yeah. Oh, fuck she's off. Like, 
she's like, oh, I can't wait to hear you sing when you're older. Yeah. Eh? <laughs> and then the boy's like, how old do, how old does a child have to be to do scuba diving? Oh. And the dad's like, oh, you're too you're too young still. Yeah. Maybe when you're older, mm. eh? This film's called Old, guys. Mm. And I was like, I was watching it, I was like, fucking hell, this is so much foreshadowing. Mm. Like, I feel like I've aged two years yeah. just watching this fucking opening scene. Mm. But some of it, like, came back and had some form of payoffs. Like, obviously, when she's like, I can't wait to hear you sing when you're older. Mm. Then later on in the film, when the daughter's older, she sings. But, by that point, it was kind of tragic because by that point, the mum had lost her hearing. Yeah. So it's like, can she hear her daughter singing or as a hearing fully gone now? Because I don't know if it was just before or just after that scene was when the crazy racist guy was attacking her husband yeah. and she had her back turned and she couldn't hear anything. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So I was like, well, her hearing's pretty much gone. Like, his, his vision was going. So it kind of made me think of, like, hear no evil, see no evil, mm. like, between the two of them. So I thought that was, that was interesting. Um, Shyamalan put himself in the movie again. He loves giving himself cameos in his own movie. Mm. Um, and he was, like, the bus driver that turned out to be the guy that was monitoring them at the end. Yep. Um, I feel like this is a a regular problem with uh, M. Night Shyamalan's writing, he can't write dialogue for children. He, mm. he, they don't sound like children when they talk. Mm. They sound like adults. Do you know what I mean? Like when he was going around like, oh, what's your names and what are your occupations? What do you do for a living? No child talks like that. See, no I, child I will thought ask I was what is your occupation. See, I thought I was trying to show that the child was on the spectrum in terms of like, he's some like super smart. Yeah. And, okay, I was would it, get it, that. It wasn't done... Was, it wasn't done well enough. No, but again, even if it wasn't done well, I could accept that if this was the only child in his movies that talks like that, mm. but every child in every one of his movies talks like that. Mm. And it just, it's just, he just can't write dialogue for children. Mm. Like Signs, if you look at Signs, the son in Signs talks like this boy. If you look at the Sixth Sense, the kid in Sixth Sense talks like this boy. They all talk like adults. Like, they don't talk like kids. The only reason Sixth Sense and maybe signs got away with it is because those child actors were actually really good and, and managed to sell it in their acting. Whereas here, like he, he's, his ability to get like a list Hollywood actors is in the toilet. Like he's got no one in this film. Yeah. Like he's gone from having Bruce Willis, Haley Joel Osman, Samuel L. Jackson, Mark Wahlberg, fucking Joaquin Phoenix. Like, he's had some top guys in his movies. Yeah. Now, he can't draw them. He's just got these any guys. Yeah. Like, I think I think the only actor that I recognised out of all of them was the boy when he was, like, mid-teenage age. Like, that actor, I felt like I'd seen him somewhere before. Mm. But I couldn't tell you where. So, he's not, obviously not that big an actor. Mm. But I feel like, again, the only reason this one was talking like that was a like you said to kind of indicate maybe he's on some kind of spectrum or he's like different but again like i said all his kids in all his movies talk like that um but i feel like it was another setup the reason he was asking everyone oh what are your occupations oh, was the, was the officer, only yeah. reason was that so he would know the black guy was a cop at the end mm. that's the only reason and have, they could have done something which, else he could have just they could have had, at the end. he could have had his badge on him or he could have had hang or something. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like, even though he's on holiday, he still should 
might carry his badge, like just to show in case something goes down, oh yeah, I am a cop. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? And so the kid could have seen that badge and then just remembered it. That's it, done. He's a cop, you know that. But no, they have to add this stupid little quirk of his. Right. And I don't know, it just bugs me. But he, he acted more like a kid. The older he got, the more he acted like a kid. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then them having sex was dumb as well. A six-year-old. How old was... um? The little girl, they didn't say how old she was, was she? But then I guess... She, yeah, she was like five or six But then I, well. I guess hormones and stuff. Kind yeah. Of, but yeah, that was dumb. Anyway, moving on. Uh, I'm the only yeah. one who watched this. Uh, Spirit Untamed. Um, I put this on the list because it was a Netflix DreamWorks production. It was the first one that um, had gone from Netflix as a TV show uh, into um, being released in the cinemas. Um now, it's one of those ones that this is a kid's film that is actually a kid's film. And, and again, leaning on being sexist here, it is, you know, one that is going to be traditionally for girls in it. It's girls, mm-hmm. it's horses. Um, but I don't, hey, is, don't, don't let bronies hear you say that, you know. Well, yeah, I know there's things out there. <laughs> um, you know, I didn't, Martin didn't finish it. Um, I finished it. I'll give us a core chicken. It has our funny moments. Um, Again, it's it's aimed at little kids in it, and especially little kids that like like courses in it. Um, but one thing I would, would say is that on a Netflix um, show, it ran for eight seasons, and it has like a different amount of spin-off collections. Uh, it has a spin-off collection called Ponies Pony Te- Pony Tales, um, and they're like six minutes. Sh- they're like five to six minute shorts. The first season had like six episodes. Um, the second season, I'm guessing the first season did really well, so they made the second season of that have four episodes but they were full length 24 minute episodes um they also have uh spirit riding free which was a 22 minute interactive movie and they also had a christmas special so you know it clearly did well enough on a streaming service for them to you know be confident enough to put it on the big screen uh, it's the very first animated feature to film uh jake Gyllenhaal, julian julian moore marcy martin walton goggins and elza gonzalez um so again it's one of the if you know we're in the summer holidays now if you've got little kids if they like horses uh you can go see that but it's one of be one of those ones where as an adult you're not gonna have fun it's not like it's not like the minions and other shows uh other movies like that all right uh next up uh, wait before you continue right, i just want to say something right so the reason why i wasn't able to watch it because i only watched the first half an hour 45 minutes of mm. it right um so i didn't with me, so I watched the first Spirit Stanley of the Cinema when it came out of cinemas, right? That was mm. DreamWorks, that was all by DreamWorks, right? And that movie was amazing. One of the best animated uh, movies for, for me personally, right? Mm. And I know of all the Spirit Stanley of the Cinema, sorry, all the Spirit spin-offs that have come from that. And as I'm looking, I'm thinking, okay, it's kids, for kids, for kids, for kids, cool. Then I watched this movie, right? I, was, I instinctively knew that it's going to be aimed at kids and whatnot, right? Um... But what I didn't like about this was the fact that the spirit started a similar one. It was about a horse that could not be tamed. And so far, it looks like it's basically just being tamed. I mean, um, spirit, spirit, spirit thing was always trying to get back to his herd, um, freeing other horses and things like that. And for me, it's like the focus has come away from spirit being this horse that can that can't be tamed, and since there's more about the people around spirit than spirit itself, like having a movie about Black Beauty and the movie's not about Black Beauty. <laughs> you know what I mean, 
So um, I, I'm, I agree. I'm, a, I'm in agreement with you. Um, it will be. Um, I mean, it's aimed. It is aimed at little girls or people who like you know horses in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's aimed at a much much younger audience than us, obviously yeah. for kids. Um, so I think they will like it because I think because I think I believe they will like it. I've given it a quarter chicken. Oh, so you gave it a quarter chicken. Oh, so mm-hmm. all right, cool. Uh, Suicide Squad. Uh, whew. Where do we begin? All right, it's the third installment of the DC Extended Universe. It was written and directed by. Oh wait, hold on. I think I've got. You're I've, talking about the original one. I think. Yeah. I've, 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 <laughs> sorry. Uh, let's try it again. Uh, produced a film by Atlas Entertainment and the Suffering Company, produced by Warner Brothers, is a standalone sequel to Suicide Squad from 2006. The end of the tenth film in the DCU extended. It is written by director by James Gunn and stars an ensemble cast including Margot Robbie, Idris Elba, John Cena, Joel Kinnaman, Sylvester Stallone, Viola Davis. Jai Courtney, Peter Capaldi, in a film, a task force of convicts are sent to destroy a Nazi era laboratory. Um, all right. This movie was, was good. Um, not as great as people have been raving about online. Um, it suffers from the, it suffers from the same problems as the previous Suicide Squad movies, in my opinion. Like, really? It, yeah, in terms of all right, so again, it, it starts off quite low level stuff, kind of figured it, but then it goes basically to a world ended event, and I'm just like, mm, yeah, this is a time where you call in Superman, Batman, and the actual Justice League, and I also didn't really like what they did with Amanda Waller at the end as well. Um, I I, I liked it. I just didn't love it. Like, I left the cinema thinking, okay, that was all right. I didn't leave the cinema thinking, oh my gosh, I want to see this again straight away. I've only watched it once. I did want to try and watch this again before we recorded so I could write some notes, but I just didn't. Um, it was fine. Like, it, it was okay. It was, had some good action, a little bit of some, like, I wouldn't say gory bits. Well, I guess gory, squeamish, yeah. some gory, squeamish bits. Um, the scene with Harley Quinn and the love story was, uh, uh, was pointless as far as I was concerned. Yeah. Um, and it was not needed, like, other than, I guess, to give Harley Quinn more screen time. Um, because mm. I don't, yeah, I didn't really think it even progressed the story on that much. Um, yeah, do you know, like, again, on the first viewing, I came out of it thinking it's a free piece. I do feel like if I watched it again, my rating would would go down. Um, really? Yeah, I think if I watch this again, my rating would go down um, because I'll probably nitpick a lot more stuff. It just ever was cool as Bloodshot, but I did just think like I I missed Deadshot. I was like, I kind of wanted Warsaw's Deadshot to be in there. Um, I do not. I said quite a bit, uh, but yeah, a, 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 a free piece. But I feel like if I watched it more, my rating would probably go down. Uh, let me hear from Martin first before we go to our comic book expert T. Uh, Martin, what did you think of this and what would you rate it? So I haven't finished the movie. I'm about an hour in. Mm-hmm. Um, so from the hour, um, I didn't like the fact that they killed off a lot of characters from the first movie. Like, you know, Captain Boomerang died, for yeah. example. Mm-hmm. Um, there are also some um, villains there that have no business of being in a Suicide Squad for anything. Yeah. Like... Um, 
you had the detachable kid mm-hmm. um and savant why were they in there yeah now and the and the javelin Savon. guy what <laughs> yeah why would yeah but him? that's the point nah, that's the dead. point nah, they, dead. they like were the expendable ones they were the distraction they oh. were it's, that they weren't the actual team yeah i know actual- I, I i i i yeah but you still had harley quinn and um what's his name with that team um what was his name? yeah but i think nah i hated that yeah I'm, i get what you're i get what you're saying because it, let, 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 let's say if they boomerang is not a distraction that's what i think and yeah you have to so, is one of the valuable ones yeah so let, let's say if you if if they had done that and they had um harley quinn boomerang and um the guy that's like in charge of them with the actual team and then mm-hmm. showed us literally a bunch of nobody's getting killed. I wouldn't have minded that, but also at the same time, yeah. For the most part, again, I'm I I don't know a lot of stuff from the comic books about the Suicide Squad mm-hmm. other than what we've seen in the previous movies, isn't it? But again, I feel like they're meant to have like some kind of value in it. Like, what the hell? <laughs> like the detachable kid and the jam. They all like died in seconds. They were like no help mm. whatsoever. Like I don't like them. If they were gonna go die, yeah, at least like go die, go down, die, like fighting and doing something kind of cool. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, but I, I, I still feel like that was the point. Like they, they would, they weren't meant to be. Like they're cannon fodder, and I it, get that. It, yeah, yeah, they're it, cannon fodder. Again, I, I didn't like it shows, that. It shows. It shows. See, I liked it. Because it shows, A, Amanda Waller's ruthlessness. She will convince you that she wants you on the team, that you're there for a reason, that you're going to go fight this. But really, you're the distraction. You're there to distract the whole army so that the real team can go in and do what they need to do. But you're not going to know that until it's too late and you're dead. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That, uh, that was... Also, as well, yeah, it's because they got it's because one of the guys snaked them. If that hadn't been the case, they probably wouldn't have got fucked like that. Yeah, but again... I feel like Amanda Waller knew, like she, she she is so smart. Do you know what I'm saying? She knows what she's doing. She plays everyone, and unless she like told him to do that, mm. she knew he would do it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. She knew that this bitch would probably snake them and do this and back. To, so everything that happened on that side of the beach was meant to happen. That's what Amanda Waller knew and wanted to happen. Like the guy snaked them, I feel like she knew that would happen, and she used it to her advantage to get the real team in undercover. The only thing, like you say, I don't know why Rick Flag and Harley Quinn were in that team because mm. if they're just a, a expendable distractions, unless like again they didn't get into it, but unless like Amanda Waller had fallen out with them and wanted to get rid of them for some reason, mm. they didn't they didn't explain why they was on that team. But I feel like they had to be. Because if you just had a team of unknown minor villains that no one knows about, you're you're gonna ex- you're not maybe not expect it, but when they all start dying off, you're gonna be like, okay, yeah, of course, because they're the shit that no one cares about. Yeah. But with Harley Quinn, Rick Flag, and Captain Boomerang on the team, who are the only three that have continued from the last movie, mm. you're thinking, okay, this is the team. This is the new team. So when they get on the beach and they all start dying, it's shocking. It's surprising. Like to me, I didn't, I didn't see that coming. Like when the guy got his fate, when the guy was like, "Hey, yeah, it's me. You know, I'm the snake. I, I betrayed them here. I, I knew he was gonna die." <clears throat> 
But then I thought we was going to get some big action scene where the Suicide Squad, where Task Force X somehow beat the odds and survived. But then they all started dying off. And then when Captain Boomerang died, I was like, well, fuck, like, anyone can die now. Anyone. It doesn't matter who you are, what status you think you have in this movie, you're going to die. And I actually thought Rick Flagg and Harley Quinn died in the opening scene as well, because there was like an explosion or something, and it seemed like it consumed them. So I was like, fuck, did they kill Rick Flagg and Harley Quinn as well? Like, is this, have they just, was that like a... a wiping the slate clean like yeah fuck that first movie mm. yeah even these guys fuck them like we're starting fresh but the fact that rick flag and harley quinn survived like there was even a scene like where the javelin when he was dying and gave her the javelin was like you're the only one worthy and and he said like you're the only one worthy of taking a javelin mm. but in my head i was like is he going to say, like, you're the only one worthy of staying oh, oh, in the franchise? <laughs> like, you're, you're the only actress and character that everyone liked from the first one. Mm. So you, you're the only one worthy. But I don't know. I like it. It reminded me of the scene from Deadpool where he got his task. Task, task Force X. X-Force. X-Force. Where he got X-Force. Right, they're very similar names now that I think about it. Um, yeah, so it was pretty much a similar scene. You set up the team and then they all just get killed. So it had that same kind of shock value. Um, and like even like it had uh, Michael Rooker's character in there. And I was expecting him to be there throughout the movie. Mm. Like I wasn't expecting him to die in the opening scene. That's, that's Sean Gunn's boy. Like he puts him in everything. Look at, look at um, Yondu in the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. He's a big character. Do you know what I mean? In both of them. And then you look at his brother, um, Sean Gunn. Who did the motion capture for uh, oh, Rocket? I, I hate and he does, that as well. Oh, and he does oh the motion capture for Weasel. Oh, I hate so, that character. Ugh. Yeah, he was nasty. But again, that's the point. He's meant to be this nasty, weird thing. And when they dropped him out and he started drowning, I was cracking up, bro. That was, like, yeah, that was that's funny. funny. That was funny. <laughs> like, and then that obviously sets up where everything's going. Like everyone's but, about to die. Again, I didn't and people like the got fact, like I their like face the blown that, off. No, but this is the thing. Like you said, Amanda Waller's super smart. Yeah, I did like the fact that she would overlook that he couldn't swim. Like there were certain things that I felt like Amanda Waller wouldn't do that. Like, well, I don't think like she's smart and she's calculating, but she also doesn't give a fuck about you. Like she doesn't give a fuck about anyone. That's what I'm saying. She will, anyone is expendable to her. She doesn't care if Weasel can swim or not. If he dies in the water, fuck it. Like, who cares? Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what he was, what he was capable of doing anyway on that beach. Like, he probably would have died quickly anyway. But that shows you, A, she doesn't care. And B, like, you, you might think, oh, we've been backstabbed and betrayed. This guy snaked us. But Amanda Waller knew that would happen and had the real team coming on the other side of the island. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's how, that's how I took it. Like, to me, five minutes into this movie, and I was like, this is already better than the first one. And this was when they was introducing the characters that are about to be killed. Like, they, were, they took time to introduce characters that aren't even going to be major in this movie. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And that, again, that was part of the... Um, the the smoke screen of what was about to happen like it really took me by surprise like i thought this this was going to be the team for the movie so then when they all died i was like right shit okay and then when the other team 
turned up on the other side and our clock. Okay, that's Idris Elba. There's John Cena. Okay, this is the team. This is the team. So I mean, so I thought it was, I thought it was quite clever. Um, so the actual team that we get, um, Bloodsport again. Basically, he is just Deadshot. Like he's the same. He's got his daughter same way. He's a sharpshooter same way. Like it is basically literally just the rep- yeah. The only difference the- is that he has his gear that he can change to any weapon. Um, that's, yeah, that's the only that's the that only was cool. But yeah, and and he's a compelling character. He's a yeah, again, <laughs> it just Elba plays him very well. Um, yeah, he does well what he has, so it's good. Um, um, Martin, what else you got to say? Because I want to kind of move on. Yeah, I gave us I gave us a uh, half chicken. Um, half chicken, I think, <laughs> yes. Love um, it. Again, this is me after seeing only the hour of it. I can't see it getting any better than it is now. Mm. Um, You're gonna hate the ending. I'm telling you, the ending is like it's good, but at the mm. same time, like I said, it, it, it's the same problems with the last Suicide Squad movie, isn't it? Like. I don't mm. want my Suicide Squad facing like some world-ending threat when I have the likes of the Justice League. Unless yeah, being, yeah, I agree. Un- unless I agree. Being, I agree as well, but I think I think it, I th- I think it progressed naturally. Like I don't think the initial um, mission was a world-ending threat. Like they was just there to do a covert mission, and it escalated, and they just happened to be there at the time. So they, they dealt with it. Do you know what well, I mean? Whereas in the first movie. one, it was stupid because from the start, they was like, what if Superman went bad? Let's have a guy that throws boomerangs <laughs> and a chick with a hammer. <laughs> hey, that, that will work. That will work. That will stop Superman. Yeah. It's like, no, it was stupid from the start. Mm. Whereas this, their mission made sense. Yeah, but even, going even, there even in that to- one, though, the mission wasn't initially a world-ending threat. It was to retrieve... Amanda Weller, which they could have done and just dipped, and then it went to now we've got to stop Enchantress. Yeah, but it was stupid because the initial um, concept, the initial reason for bringing them together was as a deterrent for if Superman went bad. Mm. And it's like, well, no, that wouldn't work at all. Yeah. Whereas in this, they were clearly just being used, like to to like America can't just American soldiers can't just turn up on this island and be like, yeah, we're here to like fuck shit up. And and obviously as it as it got revealed, I mean, I don't know how much um Martin would have seen it at this point. But as it gets revealed later, America have reasons why they couldn't just send their straight up soldiers in there. They had to have some kind of undercover um covert operation. Covert operation, do you know what I mean? So that they they weren't seen being involved. Um I don't know. I, f- I feel like I liked it a lot more than you guys did. Yeah, I'd give did. it. I, I'd give it a free piece. Oh, so I um, you gave it the same rating then? Yeah, we gave it the same rating, but you. I don't know why you've given it a free piece if you hate it so much. I just hate. It. I just feel like, <laughs> again, it's on first. It's on first viewing it, like, and I liked it. Mm. Initially, like, I, I liked the I, moments I liked in it, and like I thought. But as I said, if I watched it again, I feel yeah. like I'll pick it apart a lot more, and my rating would go down. Because See, I feel um, like if I watched when, it again, when my enjoyment villain, of it would yeah, improve. I can't, I, don't, I can't have Patrick as my main villain. Like, <laughs> what, what is this? Like, I, <laughs> I was expecting Squidward to show up, bruv. Like, what? Well, that, that's the thing. Do you know what I mean? It's that, like, that, that is a thing from the comics. Starro, the, mm. the destroyer, I think it's called. Mm. It is a thing from the comics. Um, but again, it, it's just the... 
the not silly the silliness or absurdity of this type of movie mm. i feel like i feel like that was almost perfect you know what i mean for the type of humor and do you know what i mean like it's not quite guardians of the galaxy guardians of the galaxy still smacked out of the park it made it made Groot a household name yeah. do you know what i mean this movie hasn't made ratcatcher a household name no. i don't think no. <laughs> but i still think that the characters were done really well. Like the, the, going back to the main team, you had Bloodsport. That scene with him and his daughter, mm. where they're just shouting "fuck you" at each other <laughs> from behind the glass, was funny. It was good, but it was also good character development. Mm. Then you had Peacemaker, who, again, great character. I think John Cena did really well with him. Yeah. I thought it was funny when Amanda Waller was like, "Everyone on the team has been chosen for a specific set of skills, and like everyone's different." And then she introduced Peacemaker and was like, yeah, so this guy was raised by his father to become a mercenary. And, and, then, and then it's like, that's the exact same, yeah. he's the exact same guy. He's like, and then yeah, they were arguing, like, yeah, but I'm better. Yeah. Like, I, but, but I can shoot dead center. I can shoot more center. Mm. I was like, that whole interaction like, was cracking wh- me where, up. Where you shoot, I shoot through it. <laughs> I shoot through it, yeah. yeah. I won't even touch the sides. Like, that was cracking me up. And then again, it comes back later, like when they have that little standoff and and do you know what I mean? What happens, happens. Again, I don't want to spoil anything for Martin. Exploding. But, no, he's passed that bit. Yeah? The exploding bullets bit. Yeah, the exploding bullets bit. And he's like, it. see? Yeah. But that's like, when he says like, oh, that's not cool. He's, he's like, it's only cool if someone else thinks it's cool or something like that. And he's like... No, I'm not talking about that bit. I'm talking about when Bloods, when um, Bloodsport and Peacemaker actually have the fight at the end. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. I haven't seen that bit yet, no. Yeah. Um, yeah. But lastly, before we wrap up, what we'll say is I think DC should pump um, money into their animated movies because the animated yep. movies are so damn good and I yep. think other than um, you know for example The Dark Knight um, none of the DC um, live action movies have been on par with the animated movies um, I'd love to see more because they have some so much content from the comments themselves they can just just you know keep ripping out even something like a, a new fifty two or um, or looking at say Damian Wayne or something like that, they have so much content for the animated stuff and the main stuff animated stuff is done so much better than even the Marvel stuff. So I prefer it if, you know Yeah, they can still, you know, throw the money into live action stuff, but I think they should focus more on the animated movies. Mm, um, I agree with that. That's what I'll say. T closing closing statement or closing thought on this one? Um, yeah, I, I agree. DC animated movies have always been better than Marvel movies, the animated ones. Um, but I don't know. I feel like this is an improvement on the first one. Uh, bringing James Gunn in on it was definitely a good idea. Um, I feel like he, he did manage to do for this movie what he did with Guardians, but just, it just didn't have the same impact as Guardians did. I feel like Guardians was... I don't know. Guardians like smacked out of the park and like I said, made Groot and Rocket and Drax household names. Whereas this, I feel like even though it was a much, much needed improvement over the first one, um, it didn't quite hit the levels of Guardians. Um, I would like to see sequels. I would like to see more coming out of this from James Gunn. I'd like him to continue the franchise. Um, We are going to get a Peacemaker TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, on HBO Max mm-hmm. um, written by James Gunn uh, he's actually going to be directing 
it's an eight-episode series. He's going to be directing five of those episodes. Uh, he's going to be directing the first three episodes and then the last two episodes. Um, so, yeah, so that would be interesting. Um, I like that character. I thought he was really good. I thought the humor was good. Like, when he was like, um, oh, if, if this whole beach was covered in dicks, I'd eat all those dicks. <laughs> if it, like, that made me laugh. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was funny. Mm. And just, I don't know, to hear John Cena's delivery of it made me, made me laugh. Um, the whole thing, there was kind of, there was a lot of parallels between this and Guardians as well. Yeah. Like there was even a specific joke that I feel was recycled from, it wasn't from a Guardians movie, it was from Infinity War, but it was in the scene with the Guardians of the Galaxy. So I feel like James Gunn may have wrote this bit of dialogue, but it was when... Um, when Thor said something about, ah, oh, we need to go to, to Nidalveer or whatever, said some, something, and Drax was like, that word, that, that's a made-up word. And Thor was like, all words are made up. Yeah. There was a similar joke in this. Yeah, about names. When he, was, Cause when name he said was, something about... Um, that's, M- M- DTK, and yeah. he was like, oh, um, your name is just letters. And, someone, and then um, uh, John Cena's character was like, all names are letters. Yeah, yeah. Do you not so, feel yeah. like John Cena was trying to be a bit like Drax in this as well? Yeah, kind of. But I, I, yeah, kind of. I feel like he was more like, um, kind of like John Walker. Mm. Do you know what I mean from the yeah. Falcon and Winter Soldier show? Mm. In terms of that, like he is kind of a good guy. Like he wants good things. He wants peace and he wants freedom and justice but he's willing to do literally anything to do it. Do you know what I mean? Like that scene, oh, another good scene in this movie, yeah? When they were like trying to save Rick Flag, and they infiltrated that camp and they were just going through murdering people. And at one point, um, uh, John Cena's character just walked past someone who was like asleep in bed. Yeah. And as he just walked past, we were just like shank, 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 just shanked him up so casually. And I was just cracking up because I was like, He's so ruthless, do you know what I mean? Mm. And then to find out that Rick Flag wasn't captured, he was rescued. Yeah. And, the, the, and they were like, oh, um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was funny. Like, that was funny. Mm. And then another scene where they're going to rescue Harley Quinn again. I agree that whole little love story between her and the man wasn't needed. But then at the same time, it, it, it didn't progress the story, but it made it progress naturally. Like she... And again, it was, it was unexpected. I didn't think she was just going to turn around and shoot him. And so when she did, and then it was like, okay, so th- this was the guy we thought was going to be the, villain. the guy in charge. Mm-hmm. And now it's not. It's the other guy's taken over. And he's like, he's even more against America. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. so it, 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 it showed natural progression. And then when they went to rescue her, and then she'd already broken out herself, and they were like, oh, like we was just coming to rescue you like we had a good plan and everything like it was good and she was like oh like i can go back in if you want and you can like rescue me like all of that i thought was funny mm. do you know what i mean i thought that was really um the so even the characters like king shark rat catcher and polka dot man i feel like they made them very like they gave them these sympathetic backstories um like king shark I never expected I would feel bad or feel sad for King Shark. Like he, 
I felt bad for him. Like he's this big shark man. He wants to have friends. He wants to be involved, but he just can't. Like he can't blend he's in. A like, character that should, he's a character that should have died as well. Like he should have died like three times. And he just kept on surviving. Yeah. Yeah. True. But again, like it just shows like how, how strong he is. Mm. Um, right. Rat Show had a good backstory. Like Taika Waititi was the original Rat Catcher. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, and she kind of, in a way, she kind of saved the day in the end. It was her rats yeah. that kind of did it. Um, and Polka Dot Man, boy, my God, like I felt bad for him. Like he looked like he was in pain when those things were coming up in his face. And mm. do you know what I mean? And, and he had to like vomit them out twice a day. Otherwise he'd explode or some shit. I don't know. Yeah. But, All right. We'd we be good. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. All right. but, um, yeah, all right, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm done anyway. I, I like this movie. Right. I, I, I forgot it was R-rated. So when it was so bloody and gory, I was like, okay, that's that's kind of mad. Um, it's quite stylized at times, like when you got the writing kind of blending into the environments, and when Harley Quinn on that escape scene, you see all the flowers and shit like coming around. I think that was taken from Birds of Prey. I think they did the same thing in Birds of Prey when she like infiltrated the police station and was shotgunning everyone. Yeah. Like it looked like flowers and stuff. So mm. but I, I liked it man. I, I like this film. Right. I think Sweet. it was really good. Alright, we're gonna we're gonna have to we're gonna have to do this one fairly quickly because again time is of the essence. Um, yeah, I don't have much to say about this last one. Jungle Cruise uh is directed by James Colette Sarah from a screenplay written by Glenn Fakera. Uh, it is about the ride, which um, is pretty <coughs> cool that they made a whole movie about the ride. Um, mm. Yo, I am not gonna lie, you know me. I'm one of those people that likes to figure things out in movies, isn't it? I did not see the second twist coming. The first <coughs> twist was obvious, and that's the mm. leopard being, um, you know, friends with the rock's character. But that yeah. second twist, holy shit. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, like, how did they keep that quiet? I was like, how did they keep that quiet? How did I not figure it out? I was just like, like, I was mind blown, innit? Um, this was a fun family movie, innit? It's one that you could take pretty much, you know, if you've got a child that's five, you've got a child that's 10, you know, you and your wife think you could all of it. It, it, it basically was like the first Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, like, do you know what I mean? I, and that, that was based off a ride as well. Yeah, I had a lot of fun of it. I am gonna give it a solid three piece in it. Like, mm. I I like the uh, not the charisma. Uh, obviously, the charisma of Dwayne Johnson, obviously, but um, the yeah. chemistry between Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt, I thought that was mm. really well done. Um, initially, is it Jack Whitehall, the guy that played the brother? Yeah, yeah. I do you know what? Yeah, I I was looking at him and I was like, this guy looks and sounds and seems so much like Jack Whitehall, but I don't think it is him. But then it it was him. But like, I don't know. There was something off that, about that, him. That's he looked, the, that's he looked the, that's a bit That's the guy different. from the League of Our Own, isn't it? The football show. Uh, yeah, it, he's, he's it, again... He's been, he's been in other stuff. He's been, like, he's been, he's been in other stuff, stuff in it, but I know, I know from yeah. a, a comedy show that he did with uh, James Corden in it, back in the day, in it. And okay, yeah, like yeah, probably, yeah. It, initially, I was like, I don't like this character, but as the movie went more and more on, I was like, this character's actually like, he's not amazing, but he's he, he's adding some comedic timing and some comedic things that make it work in it. And mm. um, I 
you know, I, again, I, cause at one point I was just like, this character's not necessary. After he did his little bit at the beginning, I was like, okay, cool. Leave him in London, innit? But then yeah. when he came back again, I was like, oh, really? But like I said, as the story went on, I enjoyed him. Um, yes, uh, definitely, uh, a free piece. Um, definitely go check it out, especially with, um, it being a summer holidays. Um, this one is also on Premier Access. Like, like we mentioned earlier, The Rock isn't uh, suing Disney. But like I said, his paycheck uh, from this is probably immense. Uh, mm. T, what did you think of this movie since you said you didn't have a lot to say on this one? Um, yeah, I, I liked it. I was surprised. I actually liked it more than I thought I would. Mm. Um, I'd give it a free piece as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Jack Whitehall's character was good. Um, it was... He's one of... The- few openly gay characters mm-hmm. uh in a disney movie mm-hmm. um i feel like they handled it quite well yeah considering it's a kids movie like he didn't he wasn't coming out like hello do you <laughs> know what i mean like he weren't quite that bad yeah but he you could tell he was quite like you could tell he was gay basically yeah. do you know what i mean and uh, they also, even had some kind of risque kind of jokes that like i think might have gone over some kids heads mm. But I think some kids would get it, and like the adults, it would be funny. Like when um, what were they doing? Like I don't know if they were. Emily Blunt was like doing something to Dwayne Johnson's car. I think taking out the the, the knife or the the spear that was in him, and Jack Jack Whitehall's character was like, "Do you want to bite my stick?" And he was like, "No, no, I don't." No. I was like, "Is that a gay joke?" And then he was like, "Ah, oh, um, do you want me to like pop around the back and?" Like, just give it a little jiggle, give it a once-over. And I was like, like, are they, like, is this okay to put in a Disney movie, yeah. like these gay jokes? Yeah. But, yeah, I thought, I thought it was handled quite well. And I, I, um, it was done with his backstory. His backstory was done pretty well as well. Like, he thought, fell in love with someone that he could never be with. And, you know, the people yeah. that wanted to be with him were, you know, just of the opposite sex. So they, they, they spell it out that he was gay without saying, I am gay. Do you know what yeah, I mean? yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. I thought that I the, saw, sorry, I, I I thought that the no. CGI on the um I don't know what they were called, like the villains, I guess, was yeah. done really well. Yeah, um, that's what that's what I was just gonna say as well. Okay, I feel cool. like they they took everything they learned from Pirates of the Caribbean and applied it here. So obviously, like with the Pirates of the Caribbean, you got those like the fish people and the skeleton pirates and all that stuff. So in this, you had like the main guy was a snake man. Mm. The tree guy, the the honey, honey, guy. The honey guy was the jokes. honey bee guy, and some mud guy. Yeah, the CG was really good, and and I felt like the designs and the the concepts of them were were quite interesting. I don't understand why the Rock didn't have a thing though. Like because if they were all cursed the same way, because he, like, he was out in the open. He was out in open. Remember, he didn't get he didn't get buried in the hole that he trapped them in. Mm. So he could just. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, then I don't get why that turned them into snake people. Uh, just because they were they just cursed did. by the yeah. jungle. Uh, Mine. what was your views on this one and what was your rating? Um, I'll give it a three-piece. Um, nice. Solid, solid three-piece. Um, I put the same vein as Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, yes, you know, so I, 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 I was going to say it's with Robinson, but you know, any movie, any sort of movie that's like an adventure like this, so even um, the Indiana Jones movies, Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of fun to watch. I think it's such a good family movie. Um, I like all the characters that we saw in this. I like the you know the lore, the jokes in this. It was all very very good. Um, I think it hit quite nicely. Um, 
Yeah, this is something I think kids of all ages and even adults will will enjoy. Um, and I can see myself watching this movie again. So like, again and again. So yeah, three P's. Nice. Mm. Nice. Oh. My favorite joke. Sorry, last thing. My favorite joke from this year was in the end when Jack when Jack Whitehall was, was talking to those people again in in that room, um, and it just made me laugh because he was like, "We've been for an adventure and we've seen all kinds of unbelievable things, like enchanted dolphins that haunt your dreams." And everyone's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, enchanted dolphins, okay." Mm-hmm. The undead con- con- conquest doors or whatever he said undead conquistadors cursed for 400 years and everyone's like oh 400 years wow can't believe it and then he's like and a tribe whose chief was a lady everyone's like nah, nah, nah fuck that. that. that's some bullshit now <laughs> <laughs> you've taken it too far i don't believe that shit you know okay do you know one thing i loved about this movie yeah all the dad jokes that the rock was dropping i yeah, that was, was bedded like they were so bad yeah but like it's the rock in it and i was just laughing <laughs> and their facial reactions like oh can't, can't believe you said that joke. And I, I was just laughing out man i loved it i actually loved it mm. I f- the one thing though i feel like the rock looked a bit out of place like he he, he didn't look like he fit in that time period either time period either the one of the present of the movie mm. or in the past like he just looked weird. Like when he had the long hair, he looked weird. Like when he was wearing the sailor, like the 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 um, Spanish, the, yeah, yeah, all of that clothes. It just looked weird, man. I don't know. He's too big to be wearing certain clothes. And... They should just make a Popeye film and have the rock be Popeye. Yes, yes, that's what they should just do. He he, yes, he looks like he looked like Popeye in that in this film. Yeah. Oh boy! All right, we have caught up. We are up to date, and we should hopefully be recording uh, next Saturday or Sunday. I haven't decided yet. I need to find out everyone's availability. But guys, mm. sorry for not recording last week. Um, we should hopefully be back to be being a little bit more regular. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I hope you've liked it. Please share it with your friends and family. And then, yeah, Martin, say bye to the people. Bye, everyone. Catch you next time. All right, Big T, say bye to the people. Bye to the people. Alright guys, thanks for listening. Bye bye now.